one two one two 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 let me see here see if i can do this without uh one two 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 good morning good morning this is trying to get it all right cool got it this is good life Quick, y'all. All right, This is Good Morning, Good Life Rush with DJ Lane Love. Of course, this is a spinoff of Reflection Thursdays. I uh, want to welcome you guys. Just waiting on my guy to get in. I think this is him right now. Let me go ahead and bring him in. Uh, we are already in progress. Give me one second, you guys. <clears throat> There he is. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, sir. Let me go ahead and real quick and share this on uh, my profile page, and I'll come right back, okay? All right. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. All right. How you feeling this morning? What up, Uptown? What up, everybody? Shout out to y'all for rocking with us making sure y'all here every thursday i'm excited about today yeah man um and and for good reason i know i normally bring the show up but i would like you for change of pace to kind of bring the show up today man um with the things that we've been seeing with when it comes to co-parenting i know that it got really exciting for you within the text when you seen the subject of the things that I wanted to talk about to bring up the show. Why does that excite you? Um, Because we're getting to a point. I think in the beginning, I wanted to have these conversations so I can get change in the world. And, you know, when we ask for change, we don't really know what to expect. But now I'm realizing the change that's coming. Men don't always need solutions with these conversations. We just need a safe space to feel like we're able to have these conversations right. and that our feelings are actually being considerate when it comes to these life-changing situations like having a kid like moving you know what i mean like what direction is our family going in we're not saying we need the end all be all say but we gotta have some type of say we're too logical we're too resourceful we're too powerful we're too strong not to have an opinion on these things Right. You know what I mean? So I love these conversations because it's showing me the world is shifting their mind towards having them. You know what I mean? And that's all we're asking women. We want to be able to have these. We're not saying you got to do what we want to do or completely submit to everything we say. But it's hard to for me to feel confident about our plan if I didn't help configure the plan. You know what I mean? If there's none of me in the plan and too many men, that's what I'm seeing. We're providing. We're holding the house down we're showing up we're protecting but how is that what does that show for and not as a reward you know what i mean i'm saying how do we get credit how do i lay my head at the end of the night and say i helped my kids you know i feel confident as a man of the the foot i put forward it's too many times where we got to second guess ourselves or we got to doubt ourselves because of what's happening in the world Mm. you know what i mean so the world needs to catch up with where we are there's a lot of seminars there's a lot of uh health events and health fairs 
trying to heal the black man and get the black man to do this and do that and turn change his ways. And I think we're doing wonderful things. I think we're doing great things. I think we don't always get our credit for it. Right. Let's let's start from the beginning, right? Yeah. Uh, because in a perfect world, uh, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, and then things progress from there. A relationship normally progresses. And then boy eventually one day's decides that this is the woman that he wants to be with for the rest of his life. And so from that point, there's a plan that's put in place that says, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. This is the career that I want. The timeline maybe of when we should have children. Or first of all, let's, let's, let's back up before we even start down the children road, we're going to get married first. (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, then get a house Good morning, sweetheart. Thank you so much for tapping in. I appreciate you. We're going to get married first, get a house, and then, you know, develop the structure to bring the child into, and then we're going to work on child development. Now, that's a perfect world. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, do we live in that world? Hell no. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, those were the Ozzy and Harriet days, and when you think fast forward to 2023, that even those days were hypocritical. Uh, even those days were very skewed and one-sided. You kind of want to know if if there's ever a perfect way to raise a child or if there ever is a mm-hmm. perfect environment to raise a child, right? But mm-hmm. in a perfect world, the man usually plans out the life for the family or at least leads uh that charge and planning out the life for the family. So from there, we've had, you know, a pure at Igo, we've had the projects, we've had a lot of things. Now, now we're dipping into the, our African-American community and the division of that African. We had the Jim Crow. Uh, of course, we don't, I don't even want to go back all the way back to slavery, but let's start with Jim Crow. Yeah, Jim, yeah. Crow Jim Crow to civil rights, the welfare, child support, section eight, all that. So we, we understand the divisive measures that the government took to break up the family. We, we, and then of course, let's take the thing that they always say the, the best thing is heroin and everything that we have shit on the crack era. So whatever was happening with the problems of black people, crack just came through and smacked the fuck out of us you know what i'm saying yeah really divided these families up and really fucked everything up so now that we've established that let's let's go ahead and put the building blocks on there yeah it's sensitivity i think i think we're desensitized to each other yeah yeah but one thing that happened in the 70s people think it happened in the 80s is that the rights of fathers were gradually being taken away and everything was awarded to the mom of whatever she wanted to do. If she wanted to abort, the father had nothing to say. If she wanted to give that child up for adoption, the father had nothing to say. If she wanted to give it to mama or big mama or whatever, the government had nothing or the father had no say in this matter. Am I right or wrong, Tim? No, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. And 
that's why I love that you're painting pictures. These were the things that were put into our community. Cause it's hard for me to argue. These are the things that destroyed our community, but they were used against us, but we had to adopt them. And the way they worked is we became desensitized. When a fought, when a mother is down on her alert, she's getting it together. She's doing the best she can. When a father ain't got no money, he a bum. He a deadbeat. He ain't trying. They started becoming desensitized to us. You brought up Jim Crow. Jim Crow is a lot dirtier than the media in history tries to remind us of. And Jim Crow, a white man could come into your house and just take your food out your fridge. Could just come take your paycheck off the counter. And you couldn't do nothing. And how many of those men, that white man left and the black man hearing, oh, you ain't go you wasn't going to do nothing? You wasn't going to stop him. Mm -hmm. You was going to come let him take our food. You dig what I'm saying? So they were becoming desensitized to our struggle. They weren't considering it a struggle no more. They were just like, well, you, black man, you got to figure it out. Black man, well, you got to come through. Well, just not to interrupt you. Go we ahead, have go ahead. that. We have that side of it. But then we also have the protective side of the black woman who went to the front door. And for whatever reason, let's 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 really pinpoint this. For whatever reason, the 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 white man used white gloves. Around. It was something fearful about that black woman that he did not. I mean, of course, he they were raped, they were dead, but it was something about that 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 woman that could really channel in, and and a lot of that has to do with slavery of how she studied that man, so she could be passive and submissive enough to talk that white man off the ledge or she could be forceful enough to, to strike a little bit of fear in the man or give him enough attitude. So therefore the black woman was almost like a protective situation too, because what a lot of black women understood in those times, as you said, Jim Crow and things of that nature was that he's, he's more to me. He's worth more to me alive than dead. You right. know what I'm saying? So let me at least be the buffer in this front door while this white man is going to violate our home and try to, you know, talk some sense into him while the, while the black man had to hide in the back. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, right. And this is why we have a lot of the confrontation and the things of that nature, because like you said, even though she was the one that was protecting the home, she felt vulnerable in the situation and then looked down at her husband, like you're supposed to protect me. You're supposed to provide. Why am I the one that is protecting the home? But, we were outnumbered and outgunned at the time. Right. And that that became a part of the two-step plan. Because Jim Crow was, I mean, wrapping up around 75. You know what I mean? Around the 70s. Right. Welfare and all that didn't hit until the 90s. Child support didn't wasn't a thing until the 90s. Right. So that was the two-step plan. They were desensitizing them. They were making them feel like, well, if you can't protect me or do anything, why are you here anyways? Mm -hmm. So then they started putting the stipulations on Section 8. Well, you can't have no man in the house. Well, mm -hmm. we'll give you this welfare, but you're gonna have to put him on a on a you know on a case. You can't just have him out here running around. He definitely can't be living with you. Mm -hmm. So then that seed was planted that maybe we aren't being protected. Maybe it isn't safe. And then in the '90s, they gave them an outlet. Well, now you can just live to the government. Now you can get your own check. Now you can have your own apartment. Now you can have your own space. Now you can mm -hmm. drive your own car. You now you can go to school. We're gonna give you money to go to school. You know what I mean? Everything to undermine what we were doing, to devalue us. And they were becoming desensitized to it. Not saying it's their fault. It's just, it's what happened. You know what I mean? It's what was changing in the world. It's why they were already doing, they already have been studying us. 
well before we realized they were studying us. They already knew homes were better with the black man in the home. They they already had the data. They already could see it. And here's something that they don't know. Okay, so we want to talk about grandpa and grandpa having uh, two families in two different cities or on the other side of town or something like that. And people don't realize that slavery, once it ended, went systematic, right? So the same principles still followed as far as the breeding was concerned and things of that nature. But it's like you said, the systematic way to breed was we separate them from the home. So a lot of times grandpa had to go work in another city. Grandpa had to go work at a railroad down the way and he and he was constantly away from home. The same as truck drivers today. The same that's why it's like truck drivers be military, yeah, yeah. The same thing that happens today. So naturally uh grandpa being gone four, five, six weeks at a time He's settling in that particular city that he's going to work in while he's as a family, one state over, one city over. So naturally, you know, things happen. The human nature happens. He's settling down with the local. Now he has a family here, but he still is taking care of family and such and such. But it was systematically put into place Like you put certain things. I mean, they have they have animal studies. You put certain things in certain environments, you're going to get a certain result. Exactly. Right. So exactly. I, I'm and, and trust me, I'm not excusing grandpa. I'm no, no, no. Th- you you're you're digging deeper into what conversation we're having. It's easy for the world to write grandpa off as an asshole, but y'all didn't know grandpa. Y'all half of y'all ain't men to even think how he thought. You dig what I'm saying? So <laughs> a lot of times with men at that time, we gotta again remember what was happening. Right. We, black, we as black men weren't able to give, weren't able to have the resources. We weren't able to have the money and the value. So what did we have to live off of? We had to live off our reputation. A lot of these older men were giving these young boys and girls their name because you can use my name in the streets. You go up to such and such at a job, they're going to give you all oh, you, you Tim's son. I got you. I got you. You starting on Monday. Oh, you Sharon's boy. We got you some school clothes. We just going to give you a haircut for school. You good. So they living off our reputation and our name. And that's why we was pushing that in the streets. That's why we were trying to network. We were helping people out. We putting money over here. We providing over here because my son may be able to use this in 15 years. My daughter may be able to use this in 10 years. That's that's valuable. Listen, listen, if you people don't realize that the systematic plan was in plain sight, they hid in plain sight. Listen to the stories of Frank Lucas. Listen to the stories of Malcolm X. They were born... And you got to think, okay, so they were born in North Carolina. How did they get to Chicago? How right. did they get to New York? How did they, Because of flight. The jobs weren't there, so the dad had to go work. They said there was something that said, hey, they got a plant they just made up in Detroit. Well, y'all live in Mississippi, but I got to go to work in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? They had to go where they could support and raise their family. So, But it was systematically put in that way. You know what I'm saying? So there were no jobs in Mississippi, but everybody heard about how Detroit was developing. Well, I got to go up here and get the job and I'll send for you. And it was nothing for, I mean, because that's been a, a pastime. It was nothing for the man to go find work and to send for his family later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like I said, that's how grandpa was. So grandpa went to Detroit, Chicago, and New York, found a little shorty on the weekend Bam! <laughs> you know, yeah. 
And I feel like they too were being strategic. They were spreading their web file. No different than we do today. I know a lot of guys, myself included, like I'll put stuff in other people's names, especially cars and stuff like that. So we were, we, all of this was strategic. People think like, oh, he just wanted three girls. Nah, they was helping him actually keep his life together. Thank you. They played a specific part in this man's life. And and I, it goes back to always, and the reason why we had to dig up from the beginning is because you have the only way that you can really try to understand or fathom to understand is you have to dig it up from the root. Any problem that has to be solved has to be digged up from the root. So you like Delane and Tim, why are y'all going back so far? Is because we have to dig it up from the root. You know what I'm saying? What where did this mentality come from? You know what I'm saying? So like you said, and like I was saying, many shows back. When it came to marriage, love had little to do with it. Right, right, right. It was there was no love. It was survival. And if I just so happen to make a baby in Chicago, if I happen to make a baby in Detroit or New York or wherever, then okay, I have to support both the one in Mississippi and the one here. You know what I'm saying? But like you said, now we have to cohesively work. To, we have to all work together to make this thing work. But like you said, it was it was still a systematic breakdown as well. Yeah, yeah, and. That's what's happening in the world now. They're giving us the entertainment. They're giving us the, the big sexies. You know what I mean? But we're buying it. So, so much as we can keep blaming people for what they put into our neighborhoods, we're condoning it. We're allowing it. We're yeah. participating. It. As much as we can say we're all for the family, we're splitting up the families with how we acting. We're putting all the pressure on one parent, putting all the blame on one parent, playing competition in parenting. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we're all trying to win. But we got to understand psychologically that we're completely different. This is constantly what I have to understand in men and women. A mother and a father has two different roles. They have two different ideas of why they're parenting and what they're here doing. Right. In my experience, a mother is worried about what's happening right now, preparing right now. A father is preparing his child for the future. I want to make sure you got a car. I want to make sure you're ready for marriage. I want to make sure you know how to get a career and take care of yourself. I want to make sure you know how to cook and feed yourself. And, and your kids, and your kids' kids. And the mom is preparing them for right now, giving you right now, protecting you from the world right now. So that's why we need two halves to make a whole. Mm -hmm. But it's so many people running around here, men and women, thinking, speaking that, I don't need the other side nonsense. It's nonsense. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's a part of the poison that's destroying us. So, so what happens is, you know, with that breakdown of guidance, we started to see more I love the word, the key word today, boys and girls, is plan. Plan, mm. plan. We started to see a lot of unplanned parenthood. Mm. A lot of unplanned parents. So naturally, grandpa or great-grandpa would accept his responsibilities. But now you have these fathers under the influence of drugs. You have now the pimp culture who, you know, basically almost trains the man's mind to hate women damn near. Yeah. You have a lot of these things from the seventies that make it look cool to, uh, what's the word? Not womanize misogyny, misogyny. Is it misogynized or misogyny? Being misogynistic. I think being misogynistic yeah. towards women. And this is glorified in the black exploitation movies. This is glorified in the street. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is a part of your alpha maleness. This is a part of your masculinity is to be misogynistic, is to be 
You know what I'm saying? I got all these women. I got and 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 therefore it's it's now poisoning the culture. So now it's creating babies that men are not taking care of. They just want to know how much sex they can have with women, how many women they can have, and this, that, and the other. And it produces a lot of poison in this community. Cause now you have these these babies that are now raised by moms and they grow on up here and your daddy ain't shit. You know? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> daddy ain't shit because he wasn't let's keep it a buck 50 yeah. your daddy wasn't shit but you're but you're stepping into the double sideness the dual sideness of being a man because a man can get called not shit even when he's a good man that's the problem in the world that point the problem isn't that men are being called out it's being we're being falsely accused more times than not because this woman experienced one bad man now every man she experienced she thinks is like this and that's not all of our burden to have to pay for. And that's what's happening. But if you look at any statistic, the black man is in the home more than any other father of any other race. And this is white people saying this, black people, Asian. This ain't us just saying this. The whole world gets that. And we're the most active amongst the fathers as far as taking them to school, as far as reprimanding them, as far as rewarding them, as far as teaching them and loving them. What when is that depicted in the media? Would you think that that's happening in the black community based on how we speak about us being fathers? You wouldn't. And I think it's because they were taught, well, men get this tough love. So we got to give them tough love. We can't let them know he's doing a good job. We can't let him know that he's actually figuring out. We got to constantly keep hammering and nailing him because it's that trauma. It's that fear. I became a parent out of trauma. I became a parent because I wanted to be a better parent than the parents I had. That was that was the reason I originally became a parent. It wasn't nothing romantic. It wasn't this big logical thing. I, I felt like I had to heal that within myself because no one had ever addressed that trauma within me. And now, then I had it worse because my parents are still married. It's not a happy marriage. We're not a big happy family, but people were assuming I had a certain type of life because of their dynamic. So, so many men, people try to tell us our life and how we should feel, what we have going on, and you ain't even got to know us yet. You know what I mean? You can't help me with my problem if you don't know me or know what my real problem is. Well, you know what's funny is that we can have all of those qualities, but let me preface this a little bit. Yeah. A white young man can be born into this world and never see the day of struggle. Mm -hmm. a, an Asian boy can be born in this world and never see a day of struggle mm -hmm. more times than not we could have all the qualities in the world but at some point in life our children are more likely to see us struggle financially or resource right. right so the reality of it is yes we are probably some of the most loving fathers but resourcefully we are the lowest on the totem pole as far as resources. So therefore, the song is right. Your love can give me thrills, but your love don't pay my bills. I need money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, I, and I see that side, but I I don't based on history because the, the more privileged, spoiled people are the worse off. Majority of the people, even if you look at career-wise, majority of the people leading in suicide are people making over six figures a year. These aren't poor people. These ain't broke people. So, I mean, it'll get you nice things. But this money race, this thinking we need financial, you know what I mean, 
Adapsy and our family is what's hurting the family. I think families are getting away from actually being a family and turning into a business like how marriage did. Well, I mean, and I, I get your point. Let, let me say that I do get your point. And when I say resourcefulness, you know, it goes back to what Lauren Hill says. A lot of times uh, the paths that we take are based on zero access, right? Yeah. Zero access to education, zero access to a different environment. So right. even if I'm a loving father, and I've seen it time and time again, some of the most loving parents that live in Brittany Hills, some of the most loving parents that live in the short north, some of the most loving parents that live on Columbus's east side, they can't keep these kids off the street. I mean, two-parent households, but live in an environment that can't keep these kids out of the street. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, now, now is moving to the suburbs the answer? Hell no. I'm a witness. Moving yeah. to the suburbs is not the answer either because them problems as black people are waiting for you in the suburbs. But what I'm saying is that a lot of the resources and the time that we spend, this is why when I was going through the Primerica, uh, uh, Primerica financial literacy and trying to be something involved in Primerica, the one thing that stuck out to me while we were going through the seminar is you have, you'll, you'll have enough money to spend more time with your kids. You'll be your own boss and have the freedom to spend more time with your kids. Right. And I, oh, sign me up. You know? Right, right, right. Get my bills paid, be my own boss, and spend more time with my kids. I'm your man. You know what I'm saying? What they didn't tell you is I will be putting in 50 hours or 60 hours a week to try to chase that money. You know what I'm saying? That they don't tell you none of that, you know. So yeah. therefore, as you're chasing the money, you realize it's a trap. It's a hamster wheel, is what Robert Kia Kiyosaki would say. They trap us and they trick us. You know what I'm saying? They have us chase this American dream not knowing what we have to actually pay for it. So therefore, things that are inherited and given to that Jewish person, things that are inherited and given to that 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 Don, that white Donald Trump, things that are inherited and given to a Robert Kiyosaki, we more times than not have to start from the bottom, which means that we're we so busy out here getting it that we don't have time to parent the way that we really want to. I can see that argument. I think I think the issue personally is and I'm not a financial person, you know what I mean? I don't I don't I don't really see the value of money. Money is just another tool to me. No mm. different than a hammer or a screwdriver. Right. It's going to help you get do what you're trying to do, get the job done. But for me the issue is is again, this is how systematic racism works. This is what I mean, we became desensitized to the black man because black men make money. Having money and making money are two different things. And when you live inside racism, when you live inside a racist society, it's lopsided. These white men weren't going out building these countries. You had a black man building up this invention and some white man came and stole that out of his house and then published it under his name and now he's rich. He didn't spend 40 years building up no company and doing all this nonsense. You look at Tulsa. We had whole thriving communities. They were bombs. We had whole thriving communities in New York. Now they're 90% white. We had thriving communities in Florida, not a 95% white. They took our shit. We earned it. We made it. We built this country. You look at any invention that they told us a white man made it. Nowadays, they're like, well, some black guys, some black lady technically did it first. They took credit for it. We did all of this. This is our shit. So we're trying to live this Western society life, trying to impress some motherfuckers that we built the country for. We designed all this stuff for. We made the money. We create it should be our faces on the money, but it's not. So they have us chasing this false sense of security. 
They have us chasing this false reality, which is the American dream. Get rich and your problems will be solved. But then you got the actual rappers who are reporting the news in the hood saying, well, when you get that more that more money, it's going to come with more problems. They were well, telling the truth. <laughs> well, well, a lot of times, and, and let's keep it a buck 50, when all those thriving communities and thriving cultures that you mentioned, they never took the time to develop a militia. You know what I'm saying? And 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 I get it. We we are people that that love. We love big. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But we forget the other element that violence does control the world. Violence yeah. does check that angry spirit that you have. And so therefore, in Tulsa, they didn't have a militia. You know what I'm saying? In in New York City, in Harlem, they didn't have a militia. I mean, and 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 guess what? No, let me let, let me back up. Let me back up. I'm sorry, Harlem, because that's my that's my city. That's my. They had the 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 nation of Islam. They they yeah, had right. the Malcolm X's. They, they had Black Harlem, Panthers. Harlem, <laughs> Harlem was they, and and they, yeah. and they left Harlem alone. They drove Dutch shooks out of Harlem. They drove Lucky Luciana out of Harlem. You so hear me? Shout out! Shout out to Bumpy Johnson who understood that sometimes you have to meet violence with violence. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I totally get that. Harlem, I much respect to you. Um, and Detroit, the Detroit riots, they understood, like, listen, we'll, we'll tear our shit up before you tear us down. We'll tear our own shit up before yeah. you. So I, I, I love that fact. But the very fact is that unlike the Holocaust, unlike a lot of other things, we didn't have the resources to bounce back. We didn't have the militia to keep people at bay or keep people away. You know what I'm saying? So even though we are very smart people, we are very resourceful people, we just don't have what those other cultures and, and races have that keeps us going. Once, we've, once we have devastation and once we have war waged against us, it takes us years to rebound. Right, With, rightfully so, but it takes us years to rebound because those places don't have any of those resources. The government is coming in and giving them for free. The Holocaust survivors were giving money. These, these people are giving things. Again, they're not earning them, so that's that false perception black people live in. You got all these people saying, well, we got, we earned what we got. No, you didn't. Someone gave that, like you named all the inheritance. Someone gave that to you. You didn't earn nothing. You didn't do nothing. And that's what's now upsetting them about the country because now when you look into the workforce, it ain't about who your dad is no more. Who does the best job? Who's going to show up every day? Now things are lopsided in that fact. But mm. it's hard for me to look at the statistics and show that black people are more oriented family-wise than any other culture and think money is important. And we haven't had money that whole time. Right. Money has never been a factor in that equation. But we're still on the top when it comes to family. We're still on the top when it comes to sending our children through school, sending our children through workforce. The black woman right now is the most educated person in the country. Right. Like, so that's without the money. That's without the resources. So it, it's hard for me to see how it's important. It's a way that they keep us trapped. They have us chasing this false sense of, oh, if I just work hard at this company for 30 years, I'm going to be the owner. Well, you got 100 people working hard. All of y'all going to be the owner? It's not practical. So so look at the household, right? And and you hit it on the nail. And I'm going to give you a great analogy. I, it just hit me in my my soul so hard, Tim. I'm going to give you a mm -hmm. great analogy. You win $20 million today. Mm -hmm. 
you win $20 million. And let's say you work in that Walmart. And you win $20 million a day. And let's say you don't quit your job. Let's mm-hmm. say, you know what, for the sake, for shits and giggles, I'm going to keep my job. And you're a great worker, but you just won $20 million. The first thing somebody says to you out of the way, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What I'm asking, what are you going to do? The first time, first time you walk into Walmart, you know that you're $20 million rich. And they say one thing to you, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? First, I'm going to go get some clarity. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to make a plan with this money. Right. But in your mind, you're going to realize, I don't got to take this shit, right? Oh, at the job. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the job. So the first time somebody talks to you crazy at Walmart, in your mind, you're saying, I ain't got to take this. But before you won $20 million, you took a lot of shit. And you, you, because you needed it, right? Yeah. Perfect analogy. So when women start leading the charge as far as income, where the fuck do you think that leadership was going? They're not going to submit. They're not going to because I make more money than you. I can survive without you. I'm not going to listen to you. Right? Are you crazy? You know what I'm saying? But you that's got not the reality, though. But 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 check this out. Women are still the lowest earners in the country. The most educated and the lowest uh-huh. earners. I, I I would beg to differ. They I, are. I mean, they still are. Bag, baby. And, and, yeah, and, but they make they make less money than us on the dollar. So it don't matter how much they make. Men make more money. Right, but what I'm saying is this: the the records and 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 what I'm seeing is is showing and proving that women are the most educated. So therefore, right. these jobs are getting six figures. So if my woman is getting six figures. And I'm probably making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, and I'm coming in talking about this is the way that we going, and this is the way it's gonna be. You think she's gonna accept that? Yeah, yeah, but that's but see, that's where practicality fails women. Money has nothing to do with security. No, for one, no one can give you security. Security is a fake thing. That's not real. I can tell you I'm gonna pay your bills and then pass away in two years. And then you on your own. You have no, there is no sense of security coming from another person. Two, when we're talking about provide and protect, these new era things is just money. The original provide and protect is a, a lion could come into our house and eat your ass. It's the same reason that men have to walk towards the street and women got to walk on the outside so we don't get hit by a car. That's real protection. They a woman cannot provide that. It is impossible. That's why so many are trying to be men now. They really are trying to become a man to tap into things we just naturally are able to do. So so that's just as far as the money aspect. Now, realistically, a lot of these women are making more money, but they don't have the money. That's the problem. A lot of people are good at making money, but they can't manage it. You go look at their savings. Go look at the money they have put up. Go look at the money they have invested. So again, America's saying, come get this job, come make more money, but you're not more financially literate. You're not more financially stable. You're not living in a better neighborhood because you make more money. And, and the neighborhood you live in is based on where you pay taxes. So if you're renting an apartment, you're not even in this equation. You dig? And then you got to factor in an actual job. Everyone doesn't work a job to make money. Some people work jobs to have structure. Look at retired people. A lot of them go back to work not because of the money. It's because they just don't know what to do with their day because a job gives them structure. So a lot of these women don't need the money. They just want something to do, so they go to work. 
are you talking about the average woman or are you talking I'm about talk, I'm talking about the average woman. Yeah, there isn't even a lot of women in the workforce still. We gotta remember women working is still a new concept. This is this is not neck and neck with men in a in a job. You you can't replace a man in a job because a woman gets it. Most women have to work two jobs to a man's one job. Mm, according, I mean, I, I will say this because I mean that's a hundred percent fact. That women are leading in as far as financial literacy. They are becoming more VPs at financial institutions, VPs and presidents. These yeah, but a but a, a VP and a president is one person at a job. If you got a thousand people, how many of those people are women? That's what I'm talking about. We're talking saying, about the majority, not the minority. But I'm saying to him, who do you think they're hiring? They're, they're not hiring more women. They're hiring who can do the job. But which, but but basically, they're forming groups and they're hiring women. I, I tr trust me, I know this. Yeah, I, I, and, and I, I I agree. In companies like Avon, if we're talking about building a car. We're talking about building a railroad. We're talking about construction. We're talking about the police force. We're talking about the military. We're talking uh, about firefighters. Those are male-dominated careers. Okay, I grant it. But we're talking about the things that run the world, like Chase. We're talking about banking. We're talking about our, our money, our, the government. So therefore, when you say provision and protection, why would they need our protection when they do have the police forces dominated by a white man? dominated mostly by white men you, you still have yet to see officers you you still have yet to see probably about 10 out of those 50 as us right so right. therefore they have they have the police force as protection so if if sorry no, I you still, you. yeah 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 you there mind in the household guess who they call it the police now, again, provision and protection. Here's the provision. You go down and, and, and to the courts, whether you're getting divorced or a custody hearing, who does the law favor nine times out of ten? That, that woman that had the baby. Right. So now the provision is you got to come out of your pocket because she has the law on her side. So, again, if she is... I mean, I, I'm, I'm really trying to break this down factually. If she is starting to emerge as a leader in corporate in the corporate world or as a leader in entrepreneurial world, as a leader in the medical world, and she has this government on her side and she has the protection of the police, why would she need a man if you got out of line? She doesn't. Because, none of, because of all of those things are a false sense of safety. How is the police protecting you when they're killing black people at, at a high rate? And some of those black boys are their sons. So how can you call somebody a protector when they're taking life from you? That does That's not logical. This is my point. This is why you need a man in the equation. None of this is logic. This is feel. This sounds like feeling and emotion. This sounds like the black man hurt me. He wasn't around. I can do it without him. You're never going to get to a positive outcome through spite. You're not doing this because this is the best move for you. You're doing this because this is your only move. That's called living on survival. How are these positive things? We said child support and welfare started in the 90s. It's 2024. How can you call something progress in 34 years that hasn't changed? That's not progress. You said the key word, Tim, survival. You said it. You hit it right on the nail. Boom. Why do you think? I, I just had this conversation with somebody I love dearly. The, the majority of the black women that I interact with are in survival mode. This is why we get the attitudes. This is right. why we get what we get 
from our women because they are in survival mode, but they know that they have a calling card. Anytime they need to survive, they can sell that pussy. I'm and sorry. I, but they, no, no, but I, and I get what you're saying. And it's the same with the government. They could go to welfare, but that's losing. Who in their right mind would, would pitch that to you and brag about that? Like that's a winning survival. That's you're losing. Okay. Check this out. Check this out. I get it. You're dependent on someone else. You, you've you lost. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. If I pull you out of the water, I'm, I, I got these analogies today, and I don't know where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. If I pull you out of the water, and you were drowning, and I'm acting like I know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. are you checking my credentials? Are you checking? You just want your life saved at this point. You know what right. I'm saying? So at the end of the day, until we as black men come up with something better, they gonna call that calling card. We already came up with something better. They didn't like what we came up with. Again, you said yourself, marriage started off as a contract for the family. Who do you think came up with that plan? Let's have some kids so they can go work the yard. That's a man's idea. It was a woman who was nurturing those kids. Like, okay, well, we are gonna raise them to be the best kids they can be still. They're not just gonna be farmers. Fathers wanted their sons to carry their jobs to carry the business. Kings needed sons to carry the family. That was the man's structure. So the woman started to say, well, yeah, we have all these nice things, but I'm not happy. Yeah, we went your way, but I'm not happy. I feel like I didn't even choose mine. So the more modern man, what God started calling the simp, he asked the woman first, okay, what's going to make you happy? Then we go build the empire. That didn't work. So then we went back to the original, and then we came back, and then we went back to the original. That's how it's supposed to be. There is not one way that works. That's the problem. Everyone's trying to find one solution so they never have to figure out problems again. There is no one way. Every rev every generation has their own revolution. That means there's always going to be problems. The issue now is people are trying to do two people jobs by themselves. And that is toxic. That that that's insanity. And we're trying to justify it. The woman right now thinks she can do this on her own when the man doesn't even think he can do it on his own. That that's Okay. <laughs> Come on, like that's stupidity. Like at some point, we gotta call a spade a spade and hold people accountable. So we're to that be too overly sensitive because we were desensitized. I get it, but that ain't that's not the way either. We gotta hold people accountable. So so today we, we, this is called a digging of the root session. Good morning, Autumn. Thank you for checking in, everybody. So we're digging up the roots. So how do you think that we got to this climate that can't nobody tell nobody nothing? You know what I'm saying? And the thing was, is that if we did have a militia to protect our household, which we didn't, then we would have had something more to respect. The, the, the women that were under our provision of protection would have had something more to respect. They couldn't respect it because we could not protect them to the best of our ability when we were when our when our homes were infiltrated, when our homes were violated, when she was raped. When basically they took our jobs away and we didn't have any other resources to band together and come up with our own farming, our own scientific system to create community, to create a society. We didn't have any of these things. So the, the, the very people that we were violated by, we still had to come to for help. How do you respect that? You can. So you therefore. You can. You can. It's going to be <laughs> difficult. You can. You got to heal, bro. That's the only way you can learn to respect and forgive. You got to heal and people aren't healing. But 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 you can't get people. Okay. Great analogy. You can. Thank you. Thank you. You say can't. That's how you say can't. I say you can. Okay. So you can, right? But guess guess what? 
you get in a horrible car accident. Mm -hmm. You get in a very bad car accident. I have to take you out of that crisis before I can get you to the hospital and get you set up and perform surgery on you and mm -hmm. get you out of survival mode before you can heal. And this is the whole point of what I'm saying when it comes to our women. And, and, and I hold that mean true. In order for anybody to heal, we all have to get out of survival mode. We have to remove yeah. the people from the car accident. We have to get them to surgery and then talk about the recovery, the rehabilitation, the healing and stuff like that. But as long as people are mm -hmm. under the gun of Columbus PD and getting shot at Kroger's and shit. Yeah. Long as 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 long as these 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 uh young boys are shooting outside of my house, I'm not telling you nothing fiction. I'm not I'm speaking emotionally, Tim. I'm I'm not I'm not no 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 but but you're making you're connecting all the dots, and that's but, the point but, of this conversation. But, but, and you're making the, my point, Loki. But 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 to finish what I'm saying is that these young boys shooting outside of my house when I see young fathers in my neighborhood trying to work two and three jobs, but they damn woman don't appreciate it because hell, do you want me to go to work or do you want me to pay the bills? Yeah. So therefore, we have this cycle of shit that we are in survival mode and we can't stop. We, we need to retire the word healing until we get these people out of survival mode. Because once we do that, then we can sit around and talk about kumbaya. This is what we went through. This is how we overcame. All right, what's the next step and what's the next level? But if I'm broke, just like I'm going to give you this one last analogy, Tim, and I promise you, this is the analogy. When Jesus had them people on that mountain and he was trying to talk to them and trying to put something in their soul and put fruit into their soul, he kind of noticed the multitude like, they ain't listening to a word that I'm saying. And I'm Jesus. And I know I'm spitting bars. But Jesus was like, hey, Peter, come here real quick. Hey, go get two fish and five loaves of bread. I need you to feed these people real quick before they can hear me. Once he fed those people, not only did they was they mesmerized by the miracle that he took two fish and five loaves of bread, but once their stomach was full of like, all right, now that I'm past being hungry, now I can hear what the hell you're saying. These women, I know money's not a factor, but these women will hear us better if there's a five-point plan to our future and says, okay, I have this job. I have this plan. I have this house that you can feel secure in. I have this point to where we can retire and go on vacations and shit like that. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. They will be more subject to listen to that than I have a dream to be a rapper. I have a dream to be a producer. I have a dream to do the X, Y, and Z. They can't eat dreams. So until we get all of us out of survival mode, then we can talk about the healing. But until then, mm -hmm. we have we war with each other. So here's why I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, and that mindset and mentality is my point. The fact that making money can be more important than healing is the problem in itself and you don't heal what's happening to you you're always in a state of healing because then you become a better from healing you're doing yourself a, a worse disjustice than the mistake you made the issue is we're not learning from what's going on that's the only problem i don't care how many kids people choose to have i don't care that people want to raise kids on their own but are you learning from the mistakes you're making because if you think making more money is going to fix any problem you have, then you're not really addressing your real problems. That's that's my issue. And, and, and we're now, again, we're putting these women back in survival mode, making them think they're doing something spectacular by making more money when they still don't make more money than men. That that's that's irony. 
And the problem is, again, those high-figure earners are killing themselves. How is money the answer? Money has never solved anybody's it's, problems. It's it's not the answer, Tim. It's a it's tool. Not, I'm, it's not I'm, any. I'm it's not going to help us with our problem. I'm going back to your words, Tim. Money is a tool to get people out of survival mode. No, no, no. Money is a tool to help you do what you're trying to do. It's not healing gets you out of survival mode because you're in survival mode because of trauma. How is money going to fix that? Money Why is are you in survival mode? Because you were hurt. Because something happened to you emotionally and intellectually. Okay. Money can't change that. When I say survival mode, you, you need food, right? You need food. Yeah. Absolutely, not as much as we eat, but yes. I, I, I'm not being condescending or no, no, no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna prove my point through what you're saying because I get what you're saying where you're going with this. So you need food, yes. Money to buy food. You need gas to get back and forth to work to produce and things of that nature. Some people, so, not everybody, not everybody, but you know, realistically, we need money to get back and forth to make money. So therefore, again, I can't say, hey, I hurt you. When we're in the dark, you know what I'm saying. I mean, it's like, hey, why don't you get this? Why don't you get us? Why don't you get the lights cut on, and then we could talk about forgiveness and all that other shit. You know what I'm saying? We could, we could do that. It, it sounds good to be like, all right, let's let's heal. But hey, put some food in my belly real quick. Put some clothes on my back. Hey, let's let's get these lights cut on, and then once we do that, I can hear you a little bit better. If but that sounds good though, but now you're also creating an environment to where I gotta constantly keep waiting to see if things are gonna change once I cut the light on and put food in your belly. That that's a big contingency. That's strings attached. And my thing is, let's say we're sitting here in this house now and there's no lights and we're 30. So if if that was the case and this is how you needed the conditions to be, why didn't you already have the lights on? How are you expecting me to create an environment that you couldn't even create for yourself? That sounds unfair. That sounds lopsided. So if we're sitting here in the dark having a conversation, you've been in the dark your whole life. Why do I need to be the one to change it now? Why wasn't it? Why wasn't you urgent to change it two years ago? Why didn't you get the money for the lights five years ago? And this is why I say, I've said this plenty of times, and it's unfair that I'm I'm even contradicting myself, but I I know it's a contradiction, and I've said it plenty of times. Don't wait until I make it to give me your softness, especially when you see that I'm trying. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until I get, because at that point I won't want it. You know what I'm saying? When I see that you talk to me any old kind of way while I was down here, when I see that you made it hard for me when I got to go out here to this man and try to put the tools on top of the tins, don't give me that when I get to where I'm going, because now you're just trying to secure your position. And I don't really know what's genuine and what's not. Exactly. So I totally agree with you when it comes to that. But as a man who told that woman, I'm going to provide and protect for you. You better make damn sure that if she's an understanding ass woman, that you hold good on your promises. And well, what if I you can't. Is she not responsible to have to love you when you fail? She only can love you when you survive. You see no, the I'm, you see the unrealistic expectation you're setting on the man. But 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 I'm saying when it comes to the provision and protection, we're not even talking about love at this point. I we're, mean, any old thing. We fall short of protection. We fall short of provision. We're not perfect. We're we we're expected to be perfect in an imperfect world. That that's a fail. What it what it sounds like is you're trying to, and I'm not saying I'm not putting your words in your mouth, but 
we as black men have to have a determination not to, especially when we have kids. I disagree. Especially, especially when we have a woman to pro provide for. It's like when I go out in this world, when I was in the street, Tim, when it came to myself, is you you either going to get down or lay down, but I'm going to eat today. So why can I not have that same mentality when it comes to my woman and my children? I'm going to eat today. We're going to eat today. Because that kept us in the same situations we were in. But when you start looking at things a different way, I fast. We literally go days without eating. So now I know more people in the world can eat. I can't always just think about me and my household. There's 8 billion people in the world. How selfish is it to me say, I ate today. And somebody's starving. There's a little nine-year-old girl who hasn't ate in a month. I can't so work. I'm satisfied that I ate today when I noticed people living on the street eating fucking food out the trash. That's good enough. And this is why our communities look like this. This is why we don't take care of it because we're taking care of ourselves. We don't even talk about what we can do for other people. We don't talk about going without. We always talk about I need, I have, I'm going to give myself, I'm going to get some money. So, so try to go without. What's the worst that can happen? Because people have to live like that every day. You realize that there's people who never have in their whole life. Okay, going back to that same drowning analogy. If I jump in that water, this is what we were we, we train in the Navy. If you're drowning, I can't jump in after you. I have to give a stick to you. And I'm going, it's your job to grab that stick. If you don't grab that stick, I have to let that stick go. Because why? If I jump in that water after you, you're still going to be in a state of panic and you're going to have the energy of panic and you're going to. You're going to kill us both. So therefore, when I say I have to take care of home first, yeah, if I got extra, I'm going to give it to the man, the panhandler on the street. If I have a little bit extra, of course, I'm going to give to an organization that's going to feed that nine-year-old child. But I'm not going to be looking at my own children hungry before I help that nine-year-old. But to me, that's survival. This is why I say duality. There's no good or bad. If that's what makes sense to you, that's, that's what you're going to do in the world. That's why another person can't say it's good or bad. But that's right. survival. At the end of the day, how I think, I'm willing to go without eating. I have seeds. I could put all these seeds in my house. It's only going to produce so much because I only have so much land. I can take time and not eat and distribute these seeds around the city so now everyone has a garden. You think my kids are going to starve in that type of situation? Rick Ross said it best. I fed the whole city. Who you think the fool if the feds come get me? If I take care of everybody, you think not one of those people is going to take care of me? That's what I'm talking about. But if I just worry about taking care of me, can I guarantee all them other people are going to be taken care of? Tim, I, I, you know how people say, I know the real meats, the big meats. Uh, it, I know a lot of kingpins who fed the neighborhood and got sent up and ain't nobody come to their court. Because they were destroying the neighborhood too. Again, this is the same thing you said about police protecting. You can't protect when you're killing someone. You got to pick a lane. When you're destroying the neighborhood, you can't say, oh, I handed some chickens out for Thanksgiving. I'm also feeding the neighborhood. You're also killing everybody. You're also having shoot, shootouts in the neighborhood because of the type of business you do. You, you can't have it two ways. You and that's why most of them ended either in jail or gruesome deaths. But, 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 or Rick, snitching. But, 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 <laughs> but Ricky, Ricky can use those lyrics as a double entendre, but we all know Ricky and Jay and Meek and everybody came up off of drug money. So but we also know Rick Ross has built a legal empire bigger than most of them built illegally. So what are we going to say about that? And he still has it. How many of them still have their empires? But while we're using their advice for analogy, how many of them are still kicking his while we're using the Navy? How good is their track record? 
How good does the Navy work that we should be adopting these philosophies into our life? Because people are getting fucking thrown out of the Navy disoriented, worse than when they went in. Let so, me, yeah, it's easy to use an analogy and say it worked in this situation. But again, my seed analogy is what you're doing working for everybody or is it just working for you? When them, when them boys uh, 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 killed Felix Mitchell in, in, in Oakland and, and, and a few other cats who, who, like you said, with the same analogy, fed the neighborhood. When them boys come to get you, it goes back to what I said before. We don't have the militia or the manpower to really protect who we love. We, we don't really have it, bro. So when these people give these football numbers to these big-time people, whether you rapper, whether you – all the love in the world couldn't help Tory Lanez. All, all the world, love in the world couldn't help Tory. Tory doing them 10 years. He doing them. And, 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 and this is what I'm saying is that we are vulnerable as black men no matter what good we do unless we have – and I, I'll never, I pray that we never have the mentality of our oppressor. I pray that we never do. You know what I'm we saying? We got it already. That's the problem. There's <laughs> black people who have it and black people who don't, and they're clashing right now. But, but what? what There's I, a lot of black people that want to be white, and that's that's nothing new. They was talking about that in the '50s. Richard Pryor talks about that. That is nothing new. It's, and and Tim, it's just getting exposed more and more today because of the social media. Because there's cameras everywhere, so now people can't hide their true intentions no more. We're seeing now that a lot of people don't like being black. No. Absolutely, 100%. I, 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 I say this. We want the same things. I want stronger families. I, 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 do we agree on that? We, we both want stronger families. Absolutely. I want stronger families, but I have to look at the world for what it is and not what I want it to be. I have to, because if, if I look at the world through these fantasy rose-tinted lenses, I'm going to keep getting fucked over by the same systematic oppression that's been fucking me over for 400 years. But if I look at it correctly and dig this shit up from the root, then I can kind of at least start putting the puzzle together to get to the point of healing. But I, I never said during this whole conversation that money was the end-all, be-all to any of this shit. And I, I agree with you. It's not the end all be all. It shouldn't be first, is what I'm saying. I didn't say you said that. I'm saying money shouldn't be first. That's the problem. We think what, what? some go wrong. We think let's go get some money. That's that's a problem. No, 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 no. It's let's get the focus. Let's get these people to focus on the right thing. So when you got the sexy reds out here, this chick is 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 promoting. If I got to go get it, I'm going to sell my body. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get this money. Let's get to the root, Sexy Red. What is it? What is it? You, she was she was, she was was sexually uh, uh, abused. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure if you dig up from the root, a lot of these, you know, our, our, our queens didn't have a father going into home based on the systematic oppression that we was talking about and things of that nature. So when all else fails and you talk to a lot and i do i talk me and you both we talk to a lot of young people we yeah. talk to a lot of young people and what they've been programmed is all right i'll listen to you but i need to make sure i got on some fresh jays i i i listen to you but i need to make sure that my situation is correct first because otherwise I'm going out here to the street to get it. I don't want to work at McDonald's because it takes too long to get them Jordans if I work at McDonald's. I don't want to work at, you know, Walmart or, or, or Home Depot or anything like that because basically 
this PlayStation that costs $500. I don't want to save up for eight to nine weeks to get this money like we used to. Like we we didn't give a damn. I mean, I we would it took me maybe 10 weeks to save up for something that I wanted, but fuck it, I did it. Right, but that's the thing where I'm saying, so this is so this is bringing everything home. And this is the point I'm making with this is this Western society shit. America is not a real freaking place. We think America is how the world works. It, it is not. Countries in Africa do not operate this way. It, their families are not structured this way. You go to China, you go to India, you go to Europe. They're they're all different. This is not how everything works. The same as how you're speaking on these younger generations. These younger generations aren't buying shoes. Shoes are actually on a decline. We have child support. We have real bills. There's 20-year-olds with cars and, and apartments. That's new. That's why we need this extra money. That's why we're doing what we're doing because all of these necessities, because they're making it hard for us to live. We have to pay for water, to drink water. That's ridiculous. That's why, but all of us are buying into it again with this narrative, a part of the plan, a part of the solution has to be money. The next thing has to be money. We put values on jobs. We put value on how much money. That's what I'm saying. And, and all of it starts from these conversations because there's no healing because healing has to wait. Money should have to wait. You be all right without that money. We've been broke most of our lives. You Why is there this rush now to get rich? You can't even get physical healing without money, Tim. You, you can't, can't go. But that's the fucking. thing. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You don't even need to go to the gym to get muscles. You can do that outside. You can do that at your house. But again, people want them fast results. That's what they want. They want what money brings you. Money brings you validation. It brings you a fake sense of being somebody. Oh, now I got some money. I've done something in the world. I've, I've accomplished something. That shit is fake. That there, there was people back in the day who could sing better than the people now, and they didn't make $1 off of singing. Their catalog didn't blow up till after they death. There's people now that can't even sing that's made money from singing. That's to show you money means nothing. Money has no real... There's countries that don't even use money still to this day as a currency. Like, they're going to a digital currency. They're about to get rid of all of this bread. It's going to change everybody's mindset. Because then you're not going to have that physical paper to touch, which to me is just that stimulation. People don't got used to counting money and flashing money. It's, it's a prop. But right. it's making us miserable. It, it's poisoning people. It, 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 it really is, Tim. And and the thing I would say is when it comes to those other cultures that you mentioned, of course, there's free health care. There's free education. Yeah. And a lot of those cultures, uh, you don't even have to have a doctor's degree or anything like that to perform medical procedures. I get it. But at the same time, those people are still fighting. You got to understand. You got to fathom. Why are those people still fighting to get here? They're still fighting to get here. And then not only that, is they get here, get the job, and send the money back home. Because even though, like you said, there's a lot of free shit. They're still living under a oppressive dictatorship society that doesn't give them the option of free thought. That doesn't give them the option to say, I want to be this and, and have that freedom to do that. This is why everybody is fighting to get here. If I want to be an artist, but I live in Bucharest, I got to come here. If I want to be, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 a computer engineer, but my parents say, you're going to go in the medical field. If I'm in India, I got to come here because whatever they construct for my life in those societies that you speak of, you mm -hmm. got to do that or you got to pay a heavy penalty. You know what I'm saying? So even though, like you said, 
money is not the end all be all in all these other countries yet they're still fighting their way to get here so, so what i'm here is, to heal is what you're saying no <laughs> yeah, yes that's exactly what it is they're coming here to get away from religious oppression from getting away from their parents not accepting gayness they're coming here to heal they're coming here to be themselves you can't have you can't have it both ways then and that's, that's the I'm same telling. way. They're you choosing can't. their health over money. How is that my not brother, the same way? My brother, you can't. You're choosing your health over money. How is that not the same way? Because you need it. You, you need don't it as need a resource. It. You, need you need to be able to be tool. yourself. You need to be able to express yourself. That's more important than the money. They're making money in those other countries. They're running away from the money too. So what you're saying doesn't compute. They have money in India. They're doctors. They come over here to drive Uber. How are you telling me they did that for the money? How are you telling me they did that for the money? <laughs> They're over there being scientists and physicians coming over here to be janitors. They did that for the money? They did it for the freedom, but they needed Exactly. They did it to heal because healing is more important at the end. And they're at the end. Heal they're getting on inner tubes in the in the ocean. The healing is more important than the money. Trust me, and I understand that, but it's a tool, okay? So, therefore, whatever it is that they need here, and, and guess what? Those Uber drivers are working 40, 50 hours, and guess what? They're, they're, they're sustaining enough. They're keeping enough for themselves to sustain, and they're sending the rest back home to no, their not all, Not most of them. You've been in New York. Twelve of them are living in an apartment, and they're all splitting rent and splitting space. Most of them are not sending money back. That's their means because New York costs a lot more than it does in India. And again, a lot of these kids are coming here leaving inheritance. Let's not, it's not cheap traveling. These ain't poor people coming to this country. They are leaving money to let's, come here and be themselves and date a white girl if they want to. That's that's healing. No, date a white girl. That has nothing no, to no, do no, with money. Let's go back to our original thing that we said. And, and I can only speak for the men that I helped, the Africans that I helped at Chase, the Indians that I helped at Chase, the Asians that I helped at Chase. When they came over here, no matter what their culture was, and they thrived at these financial institutions making $120,000, $130,000 a year, sending $50,000 back at home, and then you're seeing mansions and things of that nature. When these men went home, they're treated like kings because they're taking care of the family. Yes, in a monetary way. Is the money the end-all, be-all? No, it is not. But they know the value. Well, I know our, our dollar is declining significantly since the, the, the first decade that I worked. At, yeah. at, I, I get it. But let and me, the cost let, of let, things let, are going up. But let, let me make my Imagine point. Imagine that. Let me, let, me, <laughs> let me make my point. Money was not the end-all, be-all. But instead of getting water out of a dirty river and things of that nature, now he has provided clean water for his tribe. He has now provided adequate shelter away from the wildlife that was attacking his village and things of that nature. I've seen this happen with my own two eyes as they would show me pictures of them being congratulated and being damn near worshipped for providing and this is what i'm saying it's not about the money it's about the power let's go back to the, that's the, even worse <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're getting worse here but but because power is about control so now it's about control yes it is power is control 
it's the way you look at it, man. I mean, because oh, no, I mean, no. this because, is Western look, philosophy. No, you, what, what I say this: look at our, a lot of our southern families. A lot of our southern families are envy because a lot of those great great grandfathers understood the value of land and keeping it, and they understood the value of hard work and business and work the two to three jobs, working at the Greyhound station, working on the railroad and things of that nature. So when they saved up their pension and still understood the value of uh, a life life insurance life policy and things of that nature, they were able to pass away and pass away two to $3 million to that family. And they were able to carry a legacy on, you know what I'm saying? These are the things that I want restored in families in general. And if we keep going the way that we go on, these traditional values are going to be depleted because even the Bible says that you have to provide an inheritance for your family to keep them going, to keep them strong. So this is what I'm saying is that the value of the man is decreasing because what can he do? What can That's he all, do? All of that to me is anecdotal. You took a situation that was familiar with you and you're trying to expand it to everybody. Yes, that's happening. That doesn't mean it's happening often. I'm not for one family being fed and 10 got to starve. And that's what's happening in this world by the expression you use with the village situation. Because, yeah, he's sending money to his village, but the next three villages get nothing in return. So now these men look like failures and they're starving and the world's this okay place because this one person sent money back to their village and they're praised for doing something that they said they were going to do. All of that doesn't really add up to me as, as in logic. Again, that seems like a selfish thing. I'm getting mine. I'm going to do mine. I'm going to do for my family. But how I'm looking at the world is that we're all connected. We're all a community and a tribe and a village. So I can't be content if my neighbors didn't eat. I can't be content if there's not food for the whole block. My job's not done. Just because my family ate, that's that's easy. That's what I signed up to do by having kids. That's bare minimum. Now we want a cookie for things we're supposed to do. That's the issue in the world. Everybody wants validation through parenting. You should just want to be a good parent. That doesn't mean your kid has to hug you and tell you they love you. But you know you did a good job through how you see their lives. We're promoting now women going out on their own and making money on their own, but we can identify that single mothers are putting these boys on the street that's shooting each other. That's, that's ironic. That's irony. That's the father's work to be in the house to make sure the boys aren't shooting each other. Because we can all identify, like we've done on the show multiple times, that when the men were OGs and in the street and not having these kids doing this, there wasn't gunplay. Kids would just fight and go home and both will live to see tomorrow. But nowadays, we're saying maybe the men don't have any work. The men are out of the home and the kids are killing each other. The kids are just leaving home. Kids are being kidnapped, abducted. Kids aren't showing up to school. Kids are flunking more than ever. Are we looking at all the statistics? Because I can see a whole bunch of work for men just right there. We ain't talked about money yet. We're talking about how these men treat these young women. Now men are, are raping women more than ever. That could seem like value for the men. And again, in an African society, me as the father, I'm the father of the village. I'm telling every woman's son not to do this. Not laying down at night, well, my son's good. I'm making sure every boy that's my son in these streets that looks like a black man like I did is okay. We don't do that anymore. We make sure we're okay with inside our fence line and nothing outside matters. But then we ask the universe for all these blessings. We ask the, the world for opportunities, but we're not even trying to feed our neighbors anymore. We're so trying two, to make money. So two things. So two things. That sounds good. But wow. if you're willing to make that commitment to that not everybody because okay if that was the case that preacher 
pre preacher's kids are the worst kids. They are the worst kids. And you know why they're the worst kids? I tell you, I'm 20 years in the church. Preacher's kids are the worst kids is because they spend, and ask, ask the average preacher kid, they spend the majority of their life being there for everybody else's family, being there for everybody else's family and not taking care of home. They're there for everyone else. And, and, and this is why preacher's kids grow up resentful. They grow up acting out is because, yes, their father was in that position, as you're saying, as being that Messiah to say, you know, I, I, I want to I make sure everybody else's household is taken care of but my own. But guess what? They neglected their home. Now, if, if you can perfectly balance, yeah, I'm going to check on. So, so if you have that mentality to say, I'm going to check on Johnny two blocks down every night, then yeah, so be it. But if you can't commit to that, then you have to take care of home. There again, I disagree. There again, I disagree. My experience with church kids and why they turned out the way they're turned out is because they're sheltered. Is because they're not allowed to live a life. And a lot of that is because you have to live by the Bible or you, you have very strict parents. Preachers are strict people. They have to run a congregation. They have to run adults. So, yeah, they're going to be strict with children. They're sheltered. They're not able to go to the parties. They're not drinking earlier than people. They're not having sex. That's why when they go to college, they go, that's where Girls Gone Wild came from. These people never got to, or they came from a small town. So they never got to experience this. That's the difference. But you know these lessons through experience because you grew up in these environments. That's right. what I mean when I say anecdotal. You're speaking from your perspective. Everybody didn't grow up like you. Some people grew up and really didn't go to a party till 21. Some people weren't allowed to watch scary movies. Everybody did not grow up the same. And this is the issue. We can't accept all of us are different. We have, like the Bible, this one way of living. We have, like how parents are trying to do today, one way of living, one idea, the same thing my parents did. I came to them for emotional and mental health. They gave me a job application. Like, what, what are we talking about here? That's not fixing nobody's problems. We got to start talking. What we're doing on this show, this is healing. I would, and we've been doing this without getting paid for it. That's the irony. <laughs> but, but Tim, so healing okay, is okay, more right. important than money. Tim, Tim, Tim. And I, I agree with a lot of your concepts. But I, I really want to drive this home with you, my brother, because we've done the work this year. And, and, and by God, I receive... If we if we get a million dollar advance to take this to whatever platform or whatever, now if we are to, if that was to happen, Tim, if you want to give your share away to somebody else who didn't do the work for a podcast, so be it. But I'm not going to let everybody in the door that we built up because you don't deserve it. You ain't put in the footwork. But and I get that, and I understand that, and I don't disagree with that. You can feel this is why I don't believe in this or that. You can feel two ways about things. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, when I started not caring about the money, because I used to care about the money. When you in the streets, it's hard not to, and it's because we're also out there peacocking. Like this jewelry is more, it's more sending a message than I'm trying to spend some money with somebody. I'm letting people know what it is. You dig what I'm saying? So when I started getting out of that mentality. I had to understand my humility was not able to grow because I was greedy. I was taking more than I needed to take. My weight showed it. My life showed it. I wasn't happy. You know what I mean? I couldn't tell you where half my money went in the week I spent it. I felt like I was just working to spend money. I was the most unhappy I've ever been in my life. 
when I stopped caring about that money, the humility started to grow because it was never about the money. With my art, it's not about the money. Yes, I'm going to take the million dollars and I'll have a way to repurpose it. I know myself, I'm going to enjoy myself with some of it, but I would repurpose it and reinvest it. And it's because I'm not going to be able to put my best work out with that million dollars hanging over my head or with me being this million dollar podcaster now. Like I really do this for the healing. If some money come from it, cool. But that's the thing. I would be cool if it doesn't. And a lot of people who are chasing the money, they aren't okay with not getting it with failure. That's the problem. This is what I was connecting to what I said with earlier. I don't mind. See, this is what separates me from most black men. I don't mind people seeing me fail. I know I'm great. That does not tarnish my greatness in my mind when I fail. It makes it's funny to me. So for me, I want my kids to see me fail. I want my kids to see me struggle. I want them to see me hold it together through those situations. I don't need nobody to see me be good all the time. That's not why they see that I have value. They see I have value because on my worst days, I'm still going to show up. And I'm still going to be courteous. I'm going to be respectful. I'm not going to use this day as an excuse to just be an asshole all day. And people do that all the time. They use their shitty life as an excuse to be an asshole. They use their shitty job as an excuse to be an asshole. They use their job title as an excuse to talk down on people. Like, what? Because you a manager? Like, man, let's get for real. Like, none of this shit mean nothing for real. This is things we give each other to pass the time of life and validate ourselves. There was times when people didn't even have money. They just bartered. So how is this thing so important and it didn't always exist? At one point in time, people created it because they wanted power. And power gives you what? Control. So they had to control the money. They had to control the Bible. They had to control the state. Now look at how we're living. And we ignored it for so long and they pulled the sheets from under our eyes. So now that we're in distance, we fighting each other because we woke up 10 years later, we pissed off. And now the first thing we see is each other. That's why they put us in the projects because we're going to piss you off. But then when you wake up, you seeing each other. You ain't never going to see the boss of Chase. Right. Like, but, but, but you giving them 30 years of your life and, and your health is failing. They're, they do studies on that too. These call centers, they're failing. All the jobs that you said women are working, they're saying women feel heavier than ever in history. All of these things are poisoning us and we're pushing each other into it. Well, that's well, the problem. Here's here's the thing, man. And scientifically, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and this is all I was basically saying. Once we cover Maslow's hierarchy of needs, do you know that healing in even on his scientific level is the last part of that need. Healing and acceptance is the last thing to a follow. A person of poor health. Imagine that. And I've studied him. A person of poor health. But, but, what I'm <laughs> Why would healing be the top of his list and he don't even use it in his actual life? That's a Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the first <laughs> and the first hierarchy of needs is survival. Let me get under shelter first. Jim, if there was a sheriff knocking at your door with an orange sticker, you would not be on this live right now. You would be trying to figure out how you're going to maintain your level of living. And I would be on this live. You probably wouldn't. If, if there was a sheriff knocking at your door right now with an orange slip, do you think what we're talking about will be relevant in your mind right now? Yes, I will be on this live. I've been in that situation. I will be on this live. Again, you, you remember, I told you I just got out of jail. I've, I And nothing about me changed because that's health, because I'm always healing, because I always do this. So nothing can rattle me. That's the point. That's what we're supposed to get to the point of. But no, we're trying to get to a point of safety and security. That's why we're living on survival. This world ain't safe. 
You think I don't think that every day I leave this door? I don't need a sheriff to remind me. This world is not safe. That I, That's why I'm Tupac. That's why I'm an artist, because I'm always in that mode. I don't take breaks from that. And that's why people go to these jobs and get in these relationships and create these careers and create these hobbies, because they want to distract themselves from reality. I'm always I'm, in reality. I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm always in reality. Every second of the day, I'm always healing. I don't dig. And money might not come from that. I've had to accept that. When I left the workforce, I had to accept I'm going to be making less money. And that was hard for me because I built comfort in the money. I just kept seeing ways how the money was holding me back. It was not pouring into me. I had all these things in the box I didn't even use around the house. I was so, just doing the money was not encouraging me to feel better or eat better or drink. It it it, it did nothing this, good for me, bro. This, this is why I told you, and I hate to talk about my life, man, but I'm in a beautiful situation because I could turn my struggling off today if I wanted to. If I really want, I'm an educated man. Mm -hmm. I have two degrees. I could turn it off today. So in totally agreement. I am removing myself from any of the distractions of the world to fulfill my purpose. I don't want to get into this shit to be famous. I don't right. give a fuck about none of that shit. I went to the Ohio Media School to learn. My testimony is I got an education. They would not approve me to be a student of media, which was following my purpose. Basically, me and Sean Anthony came up with the genius to say, well, damn, you're already a college graduate. Why don't you get in here and instruct and learn at the same goddamn time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I, my purpose is to debunk and break up the system that feeds this shit to our kids every fucking day. My purpose. So therefore, I could. And, and, and my girl would probably love it for me to accept a contract for eight. You know what we get paid to chase. We don't get paid less than 75 grand for the shit that we do. Right. I could end my suffering today if I wanted to. But at the end of the day, I know what I promised her. I know what I promised that woman. I know that I said I would bust my ass. Now she knows that I may fall short. But as long as she can see that I'm busting my ass, this is what I'm saying to get us out the hood, to get us in a, in a place where everybody can thrive. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying that there's a perfect neighborhood in yeah. any of this shit. But at the end of the day, where I don't have to worry about people who are in a toxic mind state and don't want better for themselves, I got to get the fuck away from them. But that's and where, but that's in your analogy too, where it hurts us. History, this is why they say history is going to repeat itself because people are going to try the same mistakes and try to make them work. Everything you're saying is on point, and we did that already. That's the point I'm making. Fathers went out and got the degrees, got the jobs. Black men are making more money than they've ever made. We moved to the suburbs. You can attest to that. We did that, and you can attest, too, that didn't work either. So why are we trying the same thing? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying the money can't be important to somebody. I'm sure it is. What I'm saying is if you start talking about your value every day and knowing your worth, then you're selling yourself short every day you go to work. Cause there's no way you can be in there saying they're paying you your work. That's why I left Chase. I, I Chase was one of the best jobs I ever had. They gave me the most vacation I ever had. They were matching 401ks. Shit, companies wouldn't even talk to you about. They're offering you. You dig? I loved Chase. But when I really start asking myself my worth, I'm like, Chase will have to pay me a million a year to do this. Like, cause I'm I'm the best at what I do. And I'll come in here for a million, clock in, clock out. 
Y'all won't have no problem out of me. I'll make coffee in the morning. I'll be a, a model employee. But if y'all pay me anything under than that, I feel like I'm losing a part of myself every time I clock in here. I feel like I'm I'm diminishing myself. I feel like I'm poisoning myself. And 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 they they're never gonna pay me that million. That's when I that's what I mean. I live in reality. I understand that. I'm not coming into that job to get rich. I don't get in opportunities for this to be the one. I get in because Lane might introduce me to somebody I'm gonna be working with for 20 years, and we have a great relationship. That's worth it for me. That's value for me. Yeah. They we might not make that a million. But yeah. I got a good friend. I might got the a, a father-in-law. You know what I mean? Like I might have a godfather now to my kids. I got a good person now just because me and Lane went. That to me, that's worth it. That's why I didn't mind working at Chase. I networked so much. That's why I didn't mind club promoting. And, and I was and I was in it at the time where I mean they all had the jokes. There's no way y'all making money. This ain't no job. And some nights we made money, some nights I ain't make shit. You feel me? It's it's dead. But I got to network with three people in here. My worth is good. My value is good. And, and that I had to heal myself to get to that point. This is why I say healing is so important. Not so we can be Buddha or not so we can be Jesus. It's because it's literally going to change who we are and change the outcomes we have. So now that I've healed myself, I'm more pleasurable to work with Lane. We both can agree if me and you did this show 10 years ago, it would be completely different. Because yeah. me and you would be two completely different people. So we heal parts of ourselves. You came to turn with parts of yourself about your father, about being a father. I came with turn with parts of self, myself about my father and being a father. I grew up. You grew up. We experienced. We learned. We created. People applauded us. People talked shit about us. We, we were altered. And now we came together. And I yeah. believe we had to go through that so us, we can meet on these terms. You dig what I'm saying? But if if I was chasing the money, it would have had me in this job over here. That's why sometimes the money is cloudy. It has you where you're not supposed to be because these jobs realize that now. So they're going to say, okay, Chase paying you 75. I got 80 for you because they're buying your time. They're buying parts yeah. of us. And, and and trust me, in a certain financial state, I wouldn't associate with half the people I probably associate with be because yeah. of, of, of my mentality. <laughs> I'm a sick nigga nigga. I'm not fucking <laughs> But but the humility of the people that I've met while I've been at this level has caused me to look at the world in a more real. It's caused me to come back to center. It's yeah. caused me to to be more humble and to be more open and to get to know myself again. You know, so this climb back up because I did. I lost myself as as a six figure nigga. I did. I, I thought I was better than everybody else and this, that, and the other. And when I lost it all over these these past, what, 10, 12 years mm -hmm. of, of me, and I'll never say I fell from grace. I've been on my journey of purpose, my brother, for mm -hmm. 12 years. And I've loved every bit of, I won't even call it a struggle. I've learned, I've loved every bit of this learning. I've mm -hmm. loved every bit of this 12-year education that I did not have to live in the suburbs. According to Adrian Boudoir, yes, if Chase gave me $100,000 today to work in wealth management, I would not take it because mm -hmm. I know the stress and the struggle that it would take for me to earn that money. And I'm not willing to do that ever again in life. I know that I could end my financial suffering today if I wanted to. But this thing that I'm getting ready to embark on, I'm going to change lives. Tim is going to change lives. We're going to work mm -hmm. together to change these lives. But what I'm going to be happy about is when I'm really thriving in purpose, 
I can be that Martin Luther King that doesn't have to live in a mansion. I can live in, in my community. I can be that Mar Malcolm X that doesn't have to live in a mansion. I can live in my mm -hmm. community mm -hmm. and still have the resources to provoke change. Even though that man didn't live like a rich person, it took a heel mentality through prison and really understanding himself to say, let Brother Johnson out of that jail. And that police officer looked at that man as no one man should have this much power. And that was because Malcolm X, Malcolm Little understood himself. And I want to understand myself that way. Mm -hmm. where It doesn't matter what I have in my pocket. I have the understanding to provoke change. I have, and I have the knowledge of self to know that I can provoke change. So I've been right with you, Brother Tim, mm -hmm. but I do know that without romance, with no finance is a damn nuisance, and 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 we do. And, and, and if you read what is it say, romance without finance is a damn nuisance. Yeah. And if and and we're very well read black men. Let me yeah. repeat that: we're both very well read black men. Sun Tzu said, "You have to finance a war before you can wage war. Mm -hmm. We have to finance the war. Absolutely, we are in war against our black women." We are against war, black fathers against their black children. And we have to stop the bleeding. We have to feed these people. We have to put uh, food in their bellies before we can talk about, hey, I'm here to love you. I just want to love on yeah. you. I just want to love yeah. on you. And we and we're and money has become that new adopter. So I'm not saying we got to get rid of money. Our money is an issue. Again, money and time are or tools. What I'm saying is money can't be the only thing we look at as currency. And that's the issue. And that's why so many people don't see themselves valuable if they don't have money. I was in the same place. Like when I was first really being an adult without money, it really took me time to come to terms with like, you're this is okay. You don't need to go out and work three jobs and lose sleep. And like, this is fine. You know what I mean? Like, because I was okay. I was starting to learn to be okay because I started working with different currencies. I started working with having people's favor. I started working with having lines of credit. I started working with good faith. I'm going to give you your product up front. You just give me it on Thursday. We good. You know what I mean? Like, so there's lots of currencies. And again, healing is important in every single facet of our life. So we heal to get better at healing. Not so the job's done. Not so we fixed everything. It's because it's making us better. We're, we're growing up. You know what I mean? We're coming to terms with what is. And sometimes we're just upset at the outcome. Or we're upset at the results. So we're upset we thought this person was going to come through for us and they couldn't. You know, that happens. But all of those people played their role from the Malcolm X to the Martin Luther. And those are the people I started studying. So I had to start studying who did they learn from? Where was they coming from? They're coming from Nelson Mandela's. Mahatma he had to God. sit in prison for 30 years. Wrongfully mm -hmm. accused. And he, and he did not change when he came out. That's what I aspire to. That did not break him. He was not upset. He did not start being mean. He, he kept that same energy. Mm -hmm. That's the epitome of that quote. Keep that same energy. 30 mm -hmm. years. Like, mm -hmm. that's the goal. Because he don't have all these prejudices. He don't have all these judgments. He don't have all these expectations. He's truly trying to love and see the beauty in the world. And that's somebody who has been hurt. Yeah. A lot of people will not experience that level of hurt. But we cry about pain. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I see a swimming analogy. Like, all of these things are a choice. It's not even about the pool. It, it's the same when you're a kid. The first time I, I woke up and stubbed my toe, that didn't encourage me to stop walking. I knew I would stub my toe again. I'm bracing for that pain. I'm coming to terms with that pain. I'm self-soothing. I'm healing through the experience. That means I'm dealing with it. 
That's what I mean when I say healing. You're dealing with it head on. If this is an emotional thing, deal with your emotions. Mm-hmm. Let's not go cut our hair and be like, I dealt with it. No, 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 no. Deal with what you need to deal with and then move on from it. Then mm-hmm. go get your money. Then have your family. I had it twisted when I was younger. I'm like, I'm going to get the wife and get the money, and then I'm going to heal. Mm. And it didn't work. <laughs> mm. You did, and I'd be remiss to keep doing the same thing that, over and over and that, over again. It didn't that work. I, that I can, that I can get with. The only thing is, is that you can't try to round up the horses after you let them out the barn. It's very hard to do. Right. Once you let the horses out of the barn, and and what I'm saying is that a lot of our black fathers like you said, get yourself together mentally and become a, a, a man to be respected, to yes. become a man to be. And it doesn't necessarily, your identity doesn't necessarily have to come from a job. It, it can, I'm not going to say it can't because some jobs do grow men up. I'm sorry. They do. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. They're, they're supervising, whatever. But what I'm saying is that be able to offer something, whether yes. it is, you know, financial help, whether it is taking taking that baby for a whole summer and letting mom do her. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's taking that baby for a year or what have you. I like that thing that's going around is like, why does the mom always have to have custody of the kids? Take full custody of them kids. And and let them see your side of how you roll and operate. You know what I'm saying? Let that has all to be a mutual kids- thing, though. And I think that'll be something that'll help these younger black families. I think mutually, and I'm seeing it more and more. Where the other parents like, all right, go live with them. You dig? Like that has to be a mutual thing, and I think that will help us a lot. Yeah, it'll give a lot of perspective on both sides. Absolutely. I mean, instead of you know, well, she uh, she uh, she got him around a new nigga. Mm-hmm. Okay, go, go get him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> if Absolutely. You and a lot of men have that option, and they need to exercise that option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Save your children. If you if you are so disappointed of how she's raising him, go save them. Yeah. Let her get because she needs to get healed too. What makes this her any different? She needs to get her life together, and maybe mom needs to be by herself for a little bit so she can kind of you yeah. know how they say that rock. You put that rock up here, you can't see shit, but if you take that rock back just a little bit, you can see everything around. That mom has the rock in the middle of her eye. But this is why I'm stepping in too. And this is these these are the I mean back to back to back why I'm showing money is in everything. And this becomes my issue with a lot of people are now getting that time and it ain't from grandma, it is from dad or friends, and you don't have that kid, and their self-healing is spending money. Like money, like money cannot be tied to every single thing we do. Like sometimes just self-healing, you don't got the kids for a weekend, not going to the club and getting drunk or not going to get an outfit, or not going to blow bread. Like, go to the park. Go take a walk. Like, there's so many free... There's, the museum's free on Sundays. Like, there's so many free things in the city that we need to start tapping into because we're getting to a point now where there's no more excuses. You got that help. So now what you going to do with that? Before it was, well, I don't got no help. So now people are starting to get help, and it's like, make sure you're doing your work. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. There's a time for money. I don't want to completely discredit money, but we're not responsible with it. That's why we got to heal. We're not mature enough in that area. We right. got jobs and apartments and shit too young and people just like, all right, I'm grown. But no, there's levels to being grown. Like you got to keep leveling up. But that's what I'm saying is like, you know, 
the currency. Let's put the phones down for a while. Yes. Let's let's stop going to Miami for a while. Yes. Let's stop trying to escape. Let's let's put the drinking down for a while. Let's yes. put, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, if the mentality is if you gotta escape from your kids, you got work to do. Yes. You got work to do spiritually, mentally. You got work to do with the relationships that you have with your children's father. Or you have work to do when it comes to your village. So even if you don't have a really close relationship with your children's father, you can develop that relationship with your village that will get you leveled at least. Yeah. Because I'm seeing a lot of moms in survival mode and they always have to escape their children. That, that, that tune out is not a good thing. When I mm -hmm. see moms tuning out their kids, they're looking for a mental escape. They don't want to deal with it. When I see moms in their phones all the time, they're looking for an escape. When I see moms always having to be at the club or have to go out of town or always talking to a new nigga, you're looking for an escape. And and, yeah. and going back to what you said, we have to get the distractions. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to get on just the the, the women. Let me get on the men. Yeah, you know, both sides. When 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 you when you gotta bone every chick in the club. When you, <laughs> yeah, when you gotta be around your boys more than you around your babies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you putting on for everybody else, and you being a husband or a wife to everybody else's kids but your own, because mm. you know that them kids don't owe you shit. You yeah, know exactly. What? So you can be a perfect daddy to somebody that's your own, because them kids don't owe you nothing. You know, you don't owe them kids shit. Right. But so so everybody has all these damn distractions. But this is why the babies are fucked. This is why mm -hmm. we keep talking about because these kids ain't stupid. They mm -hmm. come to the realization when they get to school. Damn, don't nobody give a fuck about me for real, for real. They mm -hmm. act like they do. They put me in brand new clothes all the time or they take me to Chuck E. Cheese. And stuff, stuff, stuff. But these people don't really give a fuck about me for real. And this yeah. is why we're getting the society that we're getting because everybody wants to be numb and distracted and nobody really want to deal with parenting on a real fucking level and that's yeah. crazy and then and the, and the irony is is it'll make everything else so easier like this is why you know back in the day again these men were building these relationships through good faith with each other you know i we have certain rules if you don't fuck with your kids i can't rock with you if you fight if you beat up your wife i can't rock with you because I know how you do business. It doesn't matter what you do in this situation. You would do this to me. You would stab me in the back. Look at how you're treating the people that's the closest to you. And if you put me above them, you something even worse going on. <laughs> you dig? You don't know me to put me above your kids. Like, I, I, you dig what I'm saying? So, like, I pay attention to things like that. But also, that's a way we communicate, man. Like, sometimes we have to be that person in that fucked up situation just because we know our kids are straight. Yeah. Like you said, I'm going to come get them. You're going to stay over here because you, you're going to be safest over here. So that may mean I'm going to miss out on this late night money. That may mean you got to ignore that late night phone call. But that's the sacrifice. That's what you sign up for with being a parent. Yeah. And the better parent you become, that that you don't give yourself a choice no more. Right. You just instantly choose them. You dig what I'm saying? And yeah. sometimes you won't. You fall short. This is why we need a community because then we pick each other up. Because then we can remind each other, oh, you a great dad. You're a great guy. You know what I mean? Like you was at, you took my son to soccer practice the other week. Like you looked out. We're constantly helping and doing for each other. And when we get isolated like they doing, this was the whole push to getting women into Section 8. This was the push to getting jobs at home. 
They're trying to push us just into our little jobs, in our little homes, where we don't communicate with each other. We don't talk to each other. We don't really have community. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. these are things we naturally do. Like, we created the cookout. We want to be around each other. Yeah. We want things going on. We want food passed around. We want to We want to be in that cheer. We want to be celebrating all the time. We don't want to always be sad. Nobody you know what I mean? is associated with good parenting no more than the black parent. And I agree. I can't, I can't stand that word good mom, good dad. It's yeah. almost like telling a, 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 a black person you speak so well or you read so well. What yeah. the fuck do you think I'm supposed to do? They leaving off the for a black person. I hate when people <laughs> refer to a man as he's a good dad. He's doing shit he's supposed to do. Exactly. Good, she's doing shit she's supposed to do. So I would, I will be so happy when we normalize not referring to our parenting as good parenting. What the yes, fuck is and you hit a nail on the head to why I think we got here. And and it wasn't just it wasn't our fault, it wasn't their fault. Laws change, the world like times change, things happen. You know what I mean? The world got more decent, more sensitive, excuse me, to parenting through aggressive parenting. But I again growing up in the 80s, coming up in the 90s. I remember a time, I remember a video in the 70s. I remember my uncles and shit like a black man in the 70s would snatch up a bad white kid in the store. <laughs> and the white kid's parents would just be looking, but the kid is straighten up like, like, straight, like, don't be doing this to your parents. Straight your ass up. Yeah. A black woman would straighten up an Asian kid just naturally. Yeah. And we grew up seeing these things. You feel me? That to me, why I, I always understood why. You know, the big time people, the big Black Panthers, the, the big time activists stayed in the hood. You got to be still live in the hood. You got to be seeing these things. You got to be affecting these things. They need to feel your presence. You know what I mean? And as being a good dad, like this shit triggers, things trigger me all the time. You know what I mean? I was in a gas station yesterday, like, and really got triggered. This How this kid was, this lady was yelling at her kid. Like, it was triggering. Like, I almost said something. <laughs> you feel me? And I had somewhere else I had to go and some of my energy for, so I just reserved it. I was like, nah, I'm gonna stay out of it. But like it was bro, it was it was nuts. Yeah. And then the same thing we were describing, like she was on a phone call and they're trying to get her attention. And the little kid had a folded up picture he drew in school trying to show her, and sis is just like not engaging. You know what I mean? And it triggers me because it always makes me think, like, damn, is this was is this what my kids are going through? Like, is there something that I can put in the world to change this without being judgmental. Is there a way that I can understand that we all have created this problem we all experience? And so we all got to fix it together. You dig? Like, it's easy to get upset when you see somebody's parenting, but what are you doing to help fix this? What are you putting in the world so people don't act like this? You know what I mean? And that, but that shit hurts saying shit like that, bro. Cause I just want to step in and protect the kid. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I want, I want, I want some of my sisters, not all of them, I want some of my sisters to know that that's not attractive to us because I see oh, man. the time too is like the message I get the message that they're trying to send especially if they're looking I'm not saying that all sisters is looking for a man or daddy in the home or whatever but a lot of times I see the message that you're trying to convey is I check my kids or yeah. I, I, I get with my kids so you know you ain't got to worry about it. I'm like that's still not an attractive to us when we see you cuss your kids out and shit like that we're not attracted to that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's really a turnoff, actually. Yeah, so. 100%.
So I I, I do want to send that message because it's happened to me plenty of times. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in the store. It'd be a woman with her kids. And, you know, she'll yell at her kids, but they kind of look at you to see if you get that nod yeah. or, or some shit like that. I'm like, I don't rock with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not co-signing this. Like, what the hell? And there's another way to say what you're trying to say. That, that to me, yeah. that's healing. These are things I mean when I say healing. It's finding another way to say because you realize what you're saying is doing more harm than good. What you're yeah. saying, you understand now you can empathize with this kid you are tearing them down inside yeah and you don't know what that's going to grow into some kids grow out of it some kids it just expands and they just become that hurt you dig what i'm saying like that's why we have to heal because every time we speak we could be hurting somebody and, and they're not stupid they they them kids know like oh you doing the most for this nigga you know what i'm saying it's like oh yeah you don't, you don't even act like that or talk like that but you willing to throw me under the bus just so you can, I mean, Kansas just ain't stupid, man. But I, I, I get it. We're all hurting. We all want to be loved deep down. We're, we're plants. We like to be watered, loved, yep. and nurtured. We're all plants. And once we understand that, and once we do understand that we're all deficient in it because we are not properly uh, taught how to listen. We're not mm -hmm. properly taught how to reciprocate. We're not properly taught how to empathize. And mm. with the lack of all three of those things, there's no possible way that you can know how to love correctly, right? But somebody dear to me told me last night, it takes time. It takes time, and, and that person will change for the person that they want, you know what I'm saying, or the life that they want. And they don't have to change for a person. I think once you decide that you want to be healed and that you do want peace over everything else, you'll start to gradually make those changes, but it's it's really up to you to be around a village that's going to nurture that, uh, that's going to accept the patience to to watch you metamorphosize because it's not going to happen overnight. And a lot of times yeah. you're going to revert back to your old self. But mm -hmm. as long as you're headed down that road of recovery, I think, you know what I'm saying, and we all understand how to empathize, reciprocate, listen. Yes. This, I mean, it's, 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 it's going to get better, but again, the reason why we can't get to that is because that scab is so big and it hurts so much, man. Yeah. We have yeah. been wounded by our mothers, our brothers, our fathers. Our, we have been wounded to the core. And rather than to even try to deal with that, man, this survival thing, I've I, I seen an old guy that says, man, I've been down so long, getting up never crossed my mind. And I understood in that moment what he meant. Yeah, It's hurt too it's hurt so long and so much that i don't even want to get up no more and that's yeah. where we a lot mentally physically and this is how we can change this mindset because i understood that too like because i too when i was younger i grew up around a lot of older people so they already had health issues back you dig what i'm saying they already going through they slowing down so i i do a hundred percent i understand that and that's why for me i get so uncomfortable with falling down with failing because I don't want to get used to that. I don't yeah. want to ever get comfortable in that laying down because it's always pop up. You feel me? Mm -hmm. and that's things we got to identify, but that's we're able to see that because all of us are living through that experience. And I'm connected to him. He's not just the person that gave me my bread. I know yeah. where your daughter going to school. I know what y'all want to do on vacation. I know your secret business you really want to do outside of this. I know what you like to do in your free time. And this mm. is what helps me do what I do because I live in my purpose. This is the reason you mm. dig because it answers all these hard, tough 
life questions that trip us up sometimes, it's already answered for me. This is why they tell you, like, if you're an artist, you need to be with another artist. Like, if you're not an artist, don't be with somebody who's an artist. And, and I think that's true because I love art. So I can fall in love with a person, but it'd be easier for me to love art. So then the person I'm going to love is an artist. So mm -hmm. I can love what you do because you're constantly teaching me something new in art every single day. I get to see you create art. I get to learn to have that with you. And a lot of us, art, my generation started loving for the status, started loving for the money, started loving for the chain and the car and mm -hmm. the hobby. You know what I mean? But if you love this person's purpose, if you love the heel and he a doctor, that's that might fit. This might work out. You love mm -hmm. music and Delane do what he do. This this gonna work out. Mm -hmm. I get to enjoy you and I get to heal at the same time because music is a healing factor. Mm -hmm. You dig what I'm saying? And they knew that for years. That's why they wanted to control the music because they said once black people realize this in the United States, oh man, right. it's going this is gonna go crazy. <laughs> and yeah. now. This small country is influencing the rest of the world. People are trying to make American, making drill music, making music that sound like us and what we do. DJ is spinning. People around the world on their cardboard boxes spinning around in their head and shit. Yeah. Like that's that's transcending. That's that shows how powerful we are. So if Delane now is in his music and he gets a woman who loves music, she's gonna pour into what you're doing. We all living in purpose, and it's all benefiting us. Mm. And, and, and ain't a motherfucker alive that was in that level of greatness knew the money was going to come. Jordan waited for his money. Elvis waited for his money. Ali waited for his money because they knew it was coming. You know what I mean? I seen that Air movie, man. Go see that Air movie, the, sh the movie about Jordan's shoes. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> the right. way his mom poured, the way his mom. And it was a beautiful quote at the end because the manager was just like, "Oh, you you always knew Jordan was gonna be Jordan. Like you was you was revolutionary." She was like, "No, he knew he was gonna be Jordan." She was like, "He just convinced me first, and I believed him." She's like, "But the way he believes in himself and talks about himself, she was like, he can do anything." And he but went out there and did it. And they underpaid him. They undersold him. He took a lesser cut to go with Nike with his shoe, like. That let's, bro, that movie blew let's, my mind. <laughs> let's let's put that let's put that that let's put her and 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 Matt Damon. I don't know his character's name in perspective. Yeah, because a lot of times, even though we know our potential and where we're going, sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. Mm. And both Michael and his mom got a little bit ahead of themselves, right? And because he hadn't yet shown what he could do. We saw a glimpse, but he wasn't the mic of greatness yet. And so a lot of times we look at that, that cousin that wants to rock with us. We look with that, that those people that we, we feel like, uh, I want Russell Simmons to manage me, or I want that. Uh, right, 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 right. I want this person to be in my corner and I want this and a lot of times, the people that you really need are sitting right next to you. And and Matt was like saying, like, you can go with Adidas. You can go with this company. You can go with that company. But we're going to allow you to be yourself. And we understand and believe in your greatness. And we can grow together. And not only that, I'm going to tell you what these people are going to do. They're going to rise you up to tear you down. That was They're hard. Bring you up to tear you down. And so... 
when you see what some, this is why I can't understand, and I'm going to touch on it. Call Krishan whatever you want, and then mm-hmm. let's give it, give us about 15 minutes, you guys. There's two levels to this thing. There's the woman that you should leave because she no longer understands your purpose and she's holding you down and she's holding you back and she doesn't want to see you grow. I understand when men achieve or are headed towards greatness and they leave. I don't care if she was with you with, with shoelaces on. I don't care if she's toxic and she is prohibiting your growth, you must leave, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't understand how men dog and leave a person who was there for you when you ain't have shit, who see the potential in you, to see the growth in you, and 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 are willing to ride things out with you, and then you get to where you get, and now she's not good enough anymore. I never understood how men dog women that ride for them. You know what I'm saying? If we're talking about uplifting people and 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 being there for one of them and growing together. When you get to that certain level, there is an obligation. I mean, I look, I hate when people say I don't own nobody's shit, but there is a level of obligation mm-hmm. to 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 being solid to people who fuck with you when you ain't have shit or when you were on your way. Now everybody's gonna be human and you ain't gonna agree on everything. And you know, people want they they spouses to be perfect and they're not. But but somebody who really believes in you, I want our our kings to understand what that does and and it, and it creates that path of uh, broken tears and broken hearts and stuff like that because that person was they rock with you so i i admire the e40s i admire the ice cubes i admire the kendrick lamars i admire the lebron james who said this is the same wife if i had like going back to your analogy of money no matter if i got 50 million in the bank or if i got zero she going to be the same motherfucker yep she gonna be the same motherfucker to cut your ass out. Yeah, fifty million. <laughs> uh, Killer Mike, not Killer Mike. Uh, uh what's Outcast's? Uh, Big Boy. Uh, nah, it's, it's Killer Mike. It's Killer Mike. It's Killer Mike. His girl, hood as shit, but smart mm. as fuck. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And holds him down. So we can't always be like discarding. The people who know you for real, for real, once you make it a certain place. We can't be discarding Big Mama and all them just because they ghetto. Because you ghetto, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. At the end of the day, I mean, wherever you come from, you are, no matter, don't let these people hype you up when you go to a different rung in life. We mm. still need the, that tribe. We still need that village around us. So getting back to that analogy, you got to roll with the people you came to the dance with, too. Now, if, they, if these yeah. people are really toxic to your growth, then you let them go. But let's roll with the people we came to the dance with. Tim, I pray that I ride with you for a very, very long time because you done seen me at my best, my worst, my in-betweens and everything. And I don't want to start over with nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. This is something that we built. We built something solid. So we started this dance. I want to leave. You know what I'm saying? And ride yeah. the sunset the same way. And I love that you, you know, the I love the analogy and what you brought up because I agree wholeheartedly. And I think when we get back to a sense of community and a sense of family is when we start finishing off these sentences. You know what I mean? Like, because a person, one of the people in a relationship are going to grow. 
And sometimes what happens is, is they outgrow that other person. So right. this is the issue. You know, we want to be in these dynamic situations around these dynamic people. That's going to change you. Like you have to grow with that. Yeah. And sometimes we're still in that survival mode to where it's like, oh, I can grow in my own time. No, the opportunities now, when they come to us with that million dollar deal, we're going to have to change. The show going to change. <laughs> you dig? Like, I was just watching Cameron and Mace talk about that. Like, you know, as the money keeps coming, the show going to change. You're going to see it in the show. We yeah. on a different time. We're going to be on the same set, head fits, match it. You dig? Like, we're going to yeah. be decked out because things are going to change. Because, like he said, we earn that. We deserve that. But still, we have a responsibility to still pour into this and show up to work. See, mm -hmm. that's the duality of it. People get that money and things change. They mm -hmm. stop recording. They stop showing up. The topics mm -hmm. is now what's trendy, what get clicks. It ain't the same type of show. Mm -hmm. So things are going to change one way or the other. And, and we got to start looking at all of these dynamics as a two-way street. And right. I feel like too many of our relationships today are predicated on one of the people. And it should be two people working together. Like, we're both going to grow. I see you doing better. I want to do better. I mm. see you not doing so well. I want to lift you up. And I know I trust the day I'm not doing so well, you're going to come lift me up. You know mm. what I mean? And the day that's not happening, that's the day you got to leave. You've outgrown that dynamic. They can no longer cater to your new boundaries and who the new person you are. So that doesn't mean you can't love them from a distance. See, that's where we get to keep auntie and them around. I get to love you from a distance. But if you come in here acting crazy in my office, I'm going to have them not let you in. You're going to be on the list. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I love you. I'm going to still be there Sunday for dinner. You dig? But no, you can't nobody mess up what I built. Right. And that's a message we got to start sending from the get-go. People wait till they got money to start teaching their people these boundaries. See, yeah. I set them up when I'm broke. Because <laughs> right. I know the money going to come. I know the greatness going to come. And I want y'all to treat me accordingly. Still treat me as a human and don't treat me as a byproduct of the money. Because I made the money. The money don't make me. Thank the you. The money ain't going to change who I am. That's why I always say I don't want it once I get where I'm going. By the time I get, if you can't give it to me now, knowing yeah. the caliber of person I am, I don't want it once I get where I'm going. Because that's the currency now, and the currency is more important now. The currency is everything now. Because then when we get there, I'm going to just be, I know me. I'm going to be giving the money away. I'm going to give me a jet ski. You know, I'm going to give me my little toys. But yeah. I'm not a greedy person. <laughs> Once I hit that list, I'm cool. The money that come in, that it's going into accounts. It's going into investments. I want to build things in the community I live in. You dig what I'm saying? Like, I already know I'm going to be. So now, to me, it's a rite of passage. You dig what I'm saying? And the quote is, everybody wants, you know, most people want to get out of the journey because they want the end result. But the journey shows you who deserves the end result. <laughs> so you Man. have to go through the journey. There, there ain't no way around it. And, and when people like-minded think like that, you're already showing me on a cosmic level. We we connect. We the same type of person. When you told me about your upbringing, you told me about your dad, I'm like, okay, we can relate on some things. To mm. me, that's enough for me to open that door. That's enough for me to trust everything you say until you give me a reason not to. Right. So that means if you never give me a reason not to, we good for life. Why would we ever have an issue? Right. Why would I, I ever have a problem with you? Agree. And it's that open door with everybody and it's a clean slate. I don't care if I met you through your brother and your brother stabbed me in the back. You got a clean slate. It's yeah. me and you. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? You start uh, moving like him, I'm going to give you enough common courtesy. I'm going to ask you about it. Like, yo, I'm starting to notice some things. We good? Yeah. You know what I mean? Do I need to put my armor on? <laughs> yeah. You dig no, what I'm saying? And and that, to me, is my love for you. It's not 
making you feel like you did nothing wrong. It's not making you feel like you don't have to grow no more. That's why I tell my kids, if I got to grow, everybody got to grow. <laughs> that's just what it, that's the family you was born into. Cry about it. If I got to grow, everybody got to grow. Like, that's what we doing around here. You feel me? And once you set that standard, that's how I run everything I do. I run it like Harvard. Harvard set a standard to where everybody know they can't get in because you know you ain't going to be able to live up to that damn standard. And that's right. how I want everything I do at that level. And and this perfect segue uh, into next week's conversation. Uh, Tim's going to have a segment, but I want a segment or at least an hour dedicated to black men handling their emotions. Yes. yes when it comes yeah. to aggressive environments, uh, we really have to get our men to understand how uh, runaway emotions can lead you to the penitentiary. It could lead you to a grave. It could leave you uh, estranged from your children and things of that nature. We really have to dial back our aggression and our emotions and think properly. So next week, let's really put that on the table. Let's get some men in here who who really um, and 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 this comes from the blue face that will continue and and the Tory lanes and things of that nature and how words do affect us words and 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 how the things that are stacked against us but we really need to know how to navigate through this life in complete control of our emotions hey jessica good to see you mama i want to add to that too that tidbit 11 11 right now shout out that but i want to add to that tidbit because it's something you said the other day that you know what i mean like that hit me and these are the reasons why i tell people to heal and the, we always going to be able to bring this brother up, but Plies, when you hear Plies talk in a certain capacity, your mind is already going to try to tell you about who you think this man is. Mm -hmm. And he is very intelligent, more than what people think, because just the accent, the things he say, and he and, and, and this ain't a knock on bro, but he's not like a little Boosie to me. Little Boosie's still kind of one foot in the hood. Yeah, Plies to me is all the way out. Like he been out. Right. He's really on the other side to where he see how dangerous that life is and how I can still talk about my experiences, but I ain't getting into shootouts with niggas. I ain't having beef with niggas on the internet. You know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> But a lot of times that's why we have to heal because what we think we're seeing is not reality. And what we think we're hearing is not reality. And when we heal that in ourselves and we try to come to this person with an open mind, we can actually get to know them. But too many times, and I've done it myself, I've been prejudiced. And it's to me with white people. And when you got all the face tattoos and the, the big ear, that used to throw me the fuck. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> the big biker ones. I'm like, you know what I mean? Stay over there, bro. Like it, but I've gotten to know in my life, I've dealt with some in psychology. I've seen some in, in the entertainment business. They're good friends of mine. They're mm -hmm. great people. They're great with their kids. I had to heal. I was in the wrong. I was looking at them with, with certainty and I didn't even take the chance to get to know this person. Right. So sometimes we got to stop ourselves and stop thinking we know these celebrities and what we see in the tabloids. Cause I see people in them comments talking like, you know, these people like, calm down, <laughs> <laughs> ask yourself, is this you? And if it's not, stop being so upset, but stop trying to tear blue face down and let's hit, let's help him heal. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Cause he hurting too. I, I know. I see a lot of people taking his sister's side and I think she just is wrong. She knew what she was getting herself into. Y'all both went for that 15 seconds of fame. No harm, no foul. Go y'all separate way. But now yeah. I feel like they're both trying to get the sympathy vote. And I don't, I'm, we're not going to pick sides. 
I, and 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 the only person that suffers again, as we said, is, is that that little person now. Yes. And and we really, again, because that little person is going to suffer. I don't know what comes after Generation Z, but it's not going to get any better if if we if we don't really put this and table this the the, the right way. Hey, y'all, this is this has uh, been good life. Good morning, good life, Russ. Man. I, I want to say this before we get out of here. Yeah. I really love our debates. I really, yeah. they're intellectual, they're insightful, and somehow, some way, we end up on the same track. I don't know how it <laughs> happened, but we. Because we're <laughs> never, I don't think we're ever not on the same page. I think uh, another aspect of why this show works so well, I would consider both of us uh, radio personalities. Yeah. We comprehend because we talk to each other off air too. Yeah. So we can comprehend on air. We're not just talking to each other. You know right. what I mean? And we we've healed parts of ourselves to where we can hear what each other's saying. We say, okay, he's speaking in general. He's talking about everybody. He ain't talking about me. Right. You know what I mean? And that's what we want to teach people. Y'all need to have this healthy dialogue at home with your relationship, with your kids, with mm. their teachers. We got to start strengthening our communication to get these better results because our kids are with them eight hours a day seven hours a day, 10 hours a day. So we got to build our communication, but it starts with people we're comfortable with because they're not always going to, you know, take what you're saying the wrong way. They're going to try to see the good mm -hmm. in what you're saying. And that's healthy. That's why we want to be more around people like that other than people trying to correct you all the time or speak for you. And they don't just sit and listen and give you the chance. So all of these things to me are healing. This mm -hmm. is what I mean when I say healing. Taking time for yourself is healing. You know what I mean? Putting foods in you know that, that you know is going to make you feel better is healing. You dig not eating as much today is healing. Right. You dig all of these things are pouring into our confidence that we have in ourselves that we're going to need down the line, especially if we're talking about waging war. We're going to need our strength too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So once we finance it, we should have already been working out. We should have yep. already been stretching. We should have already been making ourselves uncomfortable with conversation. We should have already been checking our brothers like, hey, yo. Cut that shit out. You know what I mean? So this younger generation now, they're getting their catalysts. I'm seeing cats like Lil Durk speak out against violence. I'm seeing 21 Savage like, yo, I don't hang with guys who can't tell me like, yo, you bugging. You tripping. Chill out. You're going to fuck the bag up. You're going to mess the opportunity up. What you doing? He's like, I, you can't be around me if you can't talk to me like that. You right. know what I mean? I'm the same way. I, you can't call me your brother if you can't tell me like, yo, you wrong. that was wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, what is you doing? You know what I mean? It still come to me from a place with love. So these are things like that we have to start be making. Like you said, this has to be the norm. We got to mm -hmm. snatch away the good parent. This is just parenting. This is bottom line, just parenting. Mm -hmm. And then we'll stop holding all of these things to this high standard. Oh, we got to go to Disneyland to be a good parent. We got to get them all to Jays to be a good parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, show up to their recital. Let them rehearse in front of you. You know what I mean? Look at their paintings. Good. Search around their shit in to get interested in what they're doing, not just to be intrusive in their life. Get mm -hmm. to know them. Introduce new things to them. Get excited about your life. That's going to make them excited about theirs. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now healing ain't even just about me. I'm helping the kids. Yeah. I'm helping the show. I'm helping my profession. I'm helping my relationship. You know what I mean? So that becomes the basis of who you are. That's when you really start to see that growth. It becomes a lifestyle and not just somewhere we vacation to. That, that's what we do is being good parents. We just got to do it enough to get into heaven. 
we got to do it enough to not piss Graham Graham off. Like, <laughs> nah, do it because you love your kids that much. Yeah. Do it because you wish you were loved that much. Mm. Do it because in two generations, you want that love to still be in the world. So you're going to put it out in the world. You know what I mean? Just just for the sake of doing it. And when we start doing more things like that, all the money going to come. Like when you good at what you're doing, when you give these people no other choice but to give you the money, the money going to come. And you're going to get it and realize, huh, it's just another thing I got. This is another one of my resources. But I'm a good person. I got good character. You yeah. know what I mean? Now I'm in that speedway. That's that's my healing journey. Now I need to be so powerful. I'm in that speedway and I don't even speak. And that mother just knows, like, let me chill out. There's a presence in here. Let me, let me, let me lower my tone. Yep. Let me stop cussing at my kid. And I don't yeah. even got to say nothing. That's my journey. So as yeah. much as I can tell her what she need to go do and call Dr. Phil, I'm going to become better. I'm going to become the person where you become so uncomfortable, you won't even look at them crazy when I'm around. Right. You dig what I'm saying? And, and to me, that's what we need men in the house for, even if it's just to be the statue. Yeah. You dig? That, that's, that's important enough. Like, these kids are hurting. They don't have that. They don't have that authority, authoritarianism. Like, they don't have someone to look up to. So mm -hmm. they're becoming the role model. So if they wrong, fuck, how am I going to check my younger siblings? How am I going to say something to this little kid in the store? Should I just yell at my kids at home? You dig <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so that was when I had That's to fair. start healing. As much as I wanted to be upset when people do that, I was like, shit, I yell at my kids. Okay, so step one, you got to stop yelling at your kids. Well, before you get mad when you see somebody else doing it. That means you in balance. Right. You ain't right within yourself. You're not living in reality. You dig? You think you're above the law. And that's what a lot of these titles and that money brings, that entitlement. You dig? So it can help you. And there's a lot of people that do good things with it. You feel me? But I've seen more people do things, better things with their mind and their heart. Absolutely. You dig in their gut and they soul. You dig what I'm saying? Like, right. so that that's just what's becoming important to me. But I got really good friends and I keep them around because they're great with money. They're better with me than money. They manage money better than me. They grew up in the suburbs. Their parents had them straight at 16. They knew what credit was. They knew how to write checks. They knew how to balance checkbooks. They know savings accounts. They know CDs. They got investments. They kids all got life insurance. Like, they they get it. Yeah. So where I come in, where they need me at is that emotional side. Is that intellectual? Is that psychological? Yeah. Yo, why my woman ain't looking at me? Why she ain't giving it to me the last week? What's going on? I'm going to help you on that side. Yeah. You feel me? And now that I've built this currency with you, I may never become financial literate, but my son may come to you one day and you're going to be like, oh, you such and such kid. I got you. Come here. Let me teach you this. Right. Let me show you this. You dig what I'm saying? So sometimes that's just why I, I sit and have a conversation with somebody. I may leave my wallet at home in a grocery store. Here, Delane, I got it. You good. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, thanks. And I turn back like, oh, yeah, we had that conversation a week ago. You mm -hmm. dig what I mean? It's paying it forward and, and it's going to give you so much abundance in return absolutely man hey y'all again this has been a great conversation uh i'll be at double take tonight so if you're in the area in, in the columbus area or surrounding areas please come out to double take it's on the corner of whittier and high street we do it until 1 a.m we don't start until nine again this thursday so we don't start until nine but we end at one and tim where are you gonna be bro uh we got speech therapy tonight at adela's on oak and we in bronzeville and on mount vernon from three to six Farmer's Market, come out, get some fresh produce. It's going to be vendors. I'm going to do some poetry. And then speech therapy tonight, open mic. We got adult games. 
We got the Steph's Way Wings. Oh, y'all got to try bro's wings. Crazy. And his shorty, his girl is running the bar. This is a black-owned establishment, all family. They in there thugging it out. You know what I mean? So it's it's good vibes. No doubt. Adrian, Jessica, Trine, uh, who else was on the check? And Tracy, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and tapping in. Uh, this will be up saved so you can replay it. Please share it on your page as well because, you know, it helps get the, get the name out there. Join us next week, and we'll do it all over again. We will talk mm -hmm. to you later, guys. Peace. Peace.